What do you mean you don't do Fahrenheit? Explain. Um, well, I was born and raised in the other part of the world that uses, like, the real temperature system. <laughs> the real that, units of measurement? That you Americans don't use for whatever backwards reason. So when you hear that it's 77 and sunny in Columbus, Ohio, your brain does what? Well, I've lived here long enough now, and I, I've known about America long enough to kind of, like, know what that generally feels like. You know, but I, I couldn't tell you, like, if someone asks me, like, hey, what's the temperature like? I'm going to be like, I'm going to say 20 and you're not going to know what I mean. So just pull out your phone and check yourself. <laughs> so what's like, you wreck good, yourself. what's like a good temperature in Celsius? Like a comfortable, like what's your, you know, where um, are you most comfortable? Oh, like a good autumn day, like sweater weather, like hoodie weather kind of a feeling, you know, like going to watch the football game Friday night, like 15 degrees. <laughs> 14 to 16 degrees is like good oh guys it's 15 degrees out this is so awesome <laughs> dude it's like i don't even remember what the uh the formula the formula is to convert celsius to fahrenheit and vice versa yeah same here it's like some whack whack ass like decimal there's no like real reason I, i'd love to know the reasons behind why fahrenheit is the thing because it just seems like the you know celsius makes sense zero is frozen 100 is boiling water yeah, I mean, I've heard good arguments for like I've gotten to many arguments about whether oh, Fahrenheit yeah. or Celsius is the this right is way thing. to go, and a lot of my friends say that Fahrenheit makes more sense because like there's how do you how do you phrase this? There's a lot of um a lot of ways to know the difference. Like if I tell you it's in the seventies, or if I tell you it's in the eighties, that means two very different things, right? Like in your head, you like you can kind of. Right. Think of the difference. Whereas in Celsius, it's like if I tell you it's 22 degrees or if I tell you it's 24 degrees, that's a, yeah, that, that's like a difference. But like that sounds so minute. Like I can't say in Celsius, uh, oh, it's in the 20s because that could either mean a nice breezy spring day or like living in Arizona. I see. So like just two degrees difference would be pretty massive. Right. So it makes so sense. I assume you guys use decimals a lot then. Yeah. Okay. It's 19.4 degrees out today. With a low of eighteen point seven. Oh, that's that's weird. But also, like our entire U.S. measurement system does not make any sense. So no, it's whatever. really ridiculous. Yeah. I still don't Just remember terrible. how many feet are in a mile. Five thousand two hundred eighty-six. Is that it? I don't know if it's right, but you've been brainwashed. Wow, <laughs> Rain Man over here. <laughs> <laughs> Was that it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, you say anything with confidence, people will believe it. I, you know I, I, mean? I know the first number is a five. Good talk. Five, it's 5,000 something, man. I'm pretty sure that's it. But whatever. All right. So, yeah. So, 17 degrees is comfortable as per Robert. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> so, guys, I was on the old Twitter today, mm. and I saw a tweet to which Nintendo's official Nintendo of America account repeated or uh, reply to, excuse me. So go ahead. I'm, I, I sent a screenshot to these tweets in our chat. So go ahead and open the, that up. And I want you guys to see it. Read the first one. Oh what my the hell? sweet baby Jesus. So if you would please read them, out, please read them out loud and then describe what you're seeing. Do you go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. This is real. <laughs> God, I, I can't even process what I'm looking at. Okay, so the ESRB, you know, that ratings board that's all serious, uh, they've tweeted, we don't ban things. That said, we're in the process of developing disclosure materials for hashtag dabbing. Wow. Period. We are hip. 
Whoa. Hello, fellow teens. (laughs) (laughs) To which Nintendo of America replied to and said, dabbing is E for everyone with this wonderful photo of a man dressed as Mario in my nightmares. Dabbing. In a suit. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Dude. How do you do, my fellow kids? (laughs) I mean, is this in response to all those gifts of like Luigi dabbing? Right. I have no idea. All I know is it's I don't know if it's just amazing or if it's just weird. It's fascinating on really horrific levels. <laughs> like Mike you can say the wild Nintendo on the Twitter just like it's it's like Dude, weird. I don't know, man. The ESRB and Nintendo are trying to be cool here, guys. We should yeah, like <laughs> I I, com- I commend them, you know. Wow. Yeah. But the, but the ESRB stems so hard from being uncool. I can't wait for the Mario Brothers and 21 Savage crossover mixtape. Yo, can can you imagine a world where like a game comes out in the next five year rated T for dabbing? Uh, <laughs> oh, my dude. God. That is one of the worst photos I've ever seen because he's not even like leaning into it. It's no. very half-assed dab. No. And no, where is he? He's like drug use because dabbing is drugs. It's drugs. Uh, <laughs> dabbing is not for the children. That's terrible. That's terrible uses of, of of Twitter accounts right there. If I yeah. can say so. Oh, I want that off the timeline, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys would get a kick out of that, man. <laughs> it's pretty. I'm good. still in disbelief that it happened. Yeah. Wow. So this is just today. Yep. Today. Oh, oh right. man. There's yeah. Uh, what's wrong with the world where this is actually what's what's coming out now I, I i have no words i'm not a dabber guys i'm not a professional dabber i'm sorry here's the, the question. only dabbing i do is in bingo <laughs> my god Here, i dab my bingo cards it's just the question though is there gonna be a rating for like if there's a fidget spinner in the game like would that be cause for concern to some parents rated t for too trendy <laughs> rated t for trendy this is so bad this is so bad <laughs> Oh my god! It, Why dude, you, Nintendo? No one asked for Nintendo to be cool like this, dude. Va- vapes, dabbing, like rated M for, and games, <laughs> rated like, M for vaping. Va- yeah, vape exactly. will never be a Nintendo because that's spinners. like smoking related, right? Yeah. So that'll never be. I mean, like League of Legends, they like not fully redesigned, but there's one of their characters who like smokes, and there was one small point where they just like kind of just took away the cigar like without really saying anything it's just like nope he doesn't have a cigar because smoking's bad and then well, our- speaking speaking of that actually uh disney did the same thing a while back they went back and like wa- like washed out basically all like references to tobacco use and all of their uh <laughs> current and former cartoons like right right they they were just uh, it was like a it was a news story for a while it was it was a long time ago but it, they were like yeah they're taking all references to tobacco use out of their cartoons and I think uh, like Cartoon Network and uh, Nickelodeon like followed suit with that too. Well, to be fair, it's not the worst thing Disney's had to roll back on in their pre- I mean former cartoons. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have <laughs> they have a long storied history of putting some really questionable things in their stuff. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah, a let's song leave it of at the South. Anyone? Let's leave it at that. Yeah. There, no, I mean like the cover of Little Mermaid. There's stuff in Aladdin. There's stuff in almost all the movies you think of of your childhood. There's some really like inappropriate stuff there. Mm-hmm. If you know where to look. Yeah. 
So welcome to the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpinito, and I'm joined here by Jack Zapata. Bong bong. Hello, everybody. And uh, good old Colin Sparlin. Hello, hello, hello. And I want to talk to you guys about the Death Note Netflix movie. Uh, <laughs> this is a thing, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So to preface this for the for you viewers at home, Jack didn't doesn't know what Netflix or what Netflix. What, <laughs> I don't know what, what is this know Netflix, Netflix is. thing? Yeah. What is this Jack- flicks on the net? <laughs> he doesn't. I don't get it, guys. What? <laughs> He doesn't know. Full House is on the internet now? <laughs> it's Fuller House now, actually. Fuller House? Uh-huh. Like, what? what is, explain the the flicks of net to me, please. I don't understand. No. Okay. What the hell are you trying to say, yeah. Rob? Uh, Jack did not know what Death Note was before this. And I'm not going to say that all of you listening know what Death Note is either. But, Colin, you can back me up on this. It's a very beloved anime. It's, like, definitely, yes, it like, often found in, like, top 20s, probably. Like, it became an anime in like 06 i want to say or maybe 04 mm, i yeah i don't know either yeah honestly. so um, it, be, it became an anime it didn't start well, out that yeah, way so originally yeah, it, was, it was a manga yeah originally it was a manga which is japanese for a comic and it was written by uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you for that no problem it's uh it was originally written by sugumi oba and takeshi obata and it was well known for its story and it was like really good and it kind of just portrayed like what's it like to be a super smart genius but then have absolute power that absolutely corrupts you know so Mm. it's it's a pretty long tragic story about what happens to this kid and um obviously i i guess we shouldn't spoil anything even though it's been like 10 plus years since death notes finished yeah but it's Um, it's i mean whether or not it's because of the movie it has like picked up in popularity like crazy ever since it got put on netflix and things like that right so i guess netflix was like hey what if we made an american remake of death note and this is because those go so well in the past (laughs) yeah and this isn't the first time a live action death note's been attempted i think there are three separate different live action japanese movies of death note oh that i didn't know yeah um, and this, this though is the first one that's like completely American, like American actors set in American city and all that. But to say it retells death note is a lie. <laughs> it kind of, um, uses death note as a source material. So Jack, I remember when we told you that we wanted to talk about this, you uh-huh. told me that the description was like, this is stupid. <laughs> Well, just the premise on Netflix, yeah, it just sounded dumb. Like someone gets angry at someone, they got beef in school or something, so they just write down and should I just say it? Yeah. So they just write down a name in their diary, and then that person dies or something. I was like, okay, that's stupid. And Death Note sounds kind of hardcore. <laughs> I don't really think of a anime. I kind of thought it was like maybe a superhero in the Marvel or DC universe or something. Like, no. oh, this is going to be in the Infinity Wars. No, I maybe I'm thinking of Death Wish. I maybe. don't know what I'm thinking of, but a lot of death going on. In anime, so I guess this makes sense. But yeah, oh, let me just write down your name. Oh, you made me mad one day. So you scribble, scribble, and then they're, they're dead. Like, sounds kind of stupid. Yeah, I mean that's essentially from the, from the outside looking in, right? And that's essentially the idea, except for instead of like his diary, it's like a book that basically death gods carry around. But one of them decided, like, let's plop it in the human world and see what the humans do with it because I'm bored. 
Um, oh, that's funny. So they're just like, let's just watch people kill them, kill each other. Yeah. Uh, the thing, mm. though, with Light in the manga, like, he's a really smart kid with, like, a very strong sense of justice. So he uses the Death Note to, like, kill criminals and, like, create a world where people are afraid to commit crimes because they know, like, he's looking out. And, like, he, if he knows you've committed huh. a crime, you're dead. Is he a superhero or a supervillain? He's a villain who's the main character. So why mm. can't why don't people just kill him then? Because how do you know it's him? Like if if I told oh, you, right. no one knows. Yeah, oh, I yeah, thought no you, one I thought knows. You said people know it's open, him. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not like an open thing that he does. It's like he he keeps it very to himself. Right. And wow. Yeah. yeah so okay. it's it's a, it's a lot of like the I think the major juicy part of the original thing is that there's a expert detective named L who is like super duper smart like he immediately knows that whoever is causing all these deaths lives in japan and lives in this specific area of japan like he's able to deduce that just from a couple of killings so it's a giant cat and mouse game to see like does l catch light or does light eventually kill l or something like who knows what happens so does Uh, he have to like keep the book like in a safe or something or is it just in his book bag or he, he does different things with it he's a smart kid he has a lot of like backup plans on backup plans Okay. Yeah. Right. And it's not like these people pursuing him knows how he's killing these people either. You know, they don't even know if it's him or not, you know. Right. Right. And okay. They made a live action movie. There's just an anime on Netflix. This is a live action movie on Netflix. Maybe one of these age old guys will get around explaining what Netflix is since I don't know what it is. That's true. Okay. So imagine like, uh, you know, that TV you have in the living room. No, no, no. Stop. I'm kidding. (laughs) Just keep going. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the movie because the movie is really bad and I don't like it and I want to rip it apart. So Uh, it it just took me seeing the main protagonist's actor. That's all it took. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) yeah. uh, So this movie is directed by Adam Wingard who I'm not very familiar with, but he apparently directs a lot of like horror type movies. Like he directed that remake of Blair Witch. That was like a year or two ago. Blech. I think. Yeah. That's, they remade the Blair Witch project. I think so. It was a, it was a sequel. Was oh, okay. It? Straight okay. to video. Straight no, to VHS. It, it, it was, dude, it was in theaters. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, no, like people actually said it was good. Believe it or oh, not. Wow. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Okay, so so wait, this is like a horror anime originally? Well, so it's more of a thriller. But the yeah, thing is okay. this director, like even if you didn't know that he's a horror movie director, you just watch this movie on Netflix and like there's so many hints of horror to it. It kind of felt very off-putting. Um okay. <laughs> I think a lot of it is like the lighting and the way some of the scenes are set up. Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. Like there, I've even noticed a couple of like shaky cam scenes, like scenes where it's like they were holding up the camera with the hands. So I'm like, man, that's some Blair Witch going on right there. Hmm. Um, so basically, instead of having Light be the super smart kid who wants to like purify the world, he's a high schooler. <laughs> and the first person he kills is this bully who's being mean to people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and that is I didn't, it didn't even take that much for me to figure out like there okay this this movie there, there's a problem here yeah <laughs> and it's I think it's right at that scene or right before that scene so let me paint a picture for you Jack this character is basically Shia LaBeouf at Transformers oh <laughs> yeah. good good yeah yeah he's that, that down on his so, luck kid in high school yeah so and glad to hear as soon as he meets uh, Ryuk his first reaction is just lose his shit and scream like straight channeling his inner Shia LaBeouf from Transformers. Okay. Like, Oh okay. shit. Oh shit. What the yeah. fuck? Like R- kind of Ryuk thing, is you know? the death God. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Is played by um, Willem Dafoe. Or his voice. That's cool. Yeah, he's like Willem Dafoe. He's the best part of the movie. For sure. One hundred percent the best part of the movie. Not enough to save it. He can be a and deaf he didn't god even, in any and movie. he didn't even look into the source material. That's the funny part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he um, read a synopsis and he's like, "I got this. It's fine." Right. And if I remember right, the dude who plays Light in this version, he played the like male lead in that one, uh, "The Fault in Our Stars," the one like romantic. Was that him? I okay. thought he looked familiar. Yeah, that's that guy. Um, oh, yeah. So I just have a lot of problems with like the beats of the story because it just kind of makes no sense and again i'm probably clouded by the fact that i know what happens in the original but like so so let me ask i have a question is this like an american adaptation of the manga yes it's set in seattle and like yeah they change it from what tokyo is is it tokyo i think it's it's originally set in tokyo now it's set in seattle but they keep they keep a lot of things though like they keep the, the the like the death note has a lot of rules to it and most of those rules make a reoccurrence um this part i really hated and this is this happens later but it's not really a spoiler so light picks up the name kira right and in the japanese manga at the time like that was him being like it's like the english word killer but like mm-hmm. japaneseified uh-huh. right kira um, yeah. right kira uh in this stupid fucking version of American Death Note, he's like, I got it. I'll call myself Kira. Because it means <laughs> it means light in Celtic and Russian. And and b- bitch, I looked it up. It doesn't mean light in either of those fucking light stop. What it the doesn't hell? mean light in either of them. They just made that up? <laughs> yeah. Like what? Pull that out of their ass? Yeah, in, in Russian it means like beloved leader, like leader of the oh people. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and Celtic, it's like it means fiery red, not really wow. light. And yeah, and, <laughs> and then they had the audacity to write it in Japanese and tease you with all these Japanese scenes. I was like, dude, yeah. <laughs> and and he even goes on and says, and it kind of means killer in Japanese. It's like, kind of. God, God damn it, oh, wow. dude, this is bad. Like, this sounds just, so um, bad, guys. Why? Did, oh. How did you make it to the end? <laughs> listen, listen. Now here's the thing, though. Like like Robert was saying, this movie is very, very oddly paced. Like, it moves so ridiculously fast at the beginning yeah. of the movie, and we, I like, I got to like about the midpoint. I was like, okay, so this is about to be over, right? Like, it seems like it's gonna be over, and it's. I'm like, I'm already, I'm only halfway through this fucking movie right now. Wow, yeah. like, <laughs> this is awful. It's oh. almost two hours long. It's an hour forty. Yeah. Um. Another thing. So he has like a girlfriend. And I don't get this at all. This is fucking weird. So his girlfriend is like a cheerleader, but she's like disillusioned with like her cheerleader friends and she wants something different. She's Mm -hmm. a sociopath. Right. So they see each other across the field or whatever and they fall in love. Well, they they like love at first sight, and then uh, after he gets the death note, he runs into her one day, and he's basically like, "Let me show you something really cool." Wow! <laughs> what does he like kill like her this pet or something? So bad. Yeah. No, he basically is like, you know that bully that died yesterday? That was me. I wrote his name in a book, and he died. And she's like, Robert. "Bullshit!" And he's Whoa. like, "Come with me right now. We're gonna kill someone else." Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Robert. That that scene when she like first talked to him in the gym. Uh huh. Did you also notice that she was running upstairs to literally nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> like she was running up these stairs. Like she wasn't like she wasn't paying any attention to him. She was like running upstairs, fully intending on going all the way up these stairs to wherever the hell they 
didn't lead to. And, and then she just awkwardly turns and then she's like, I'm going to go talk to this weirdo kid yeah. who looks like he's writing like an assassination list to shoot up the school with. Wow. And sounds like, like they just like threw this all together. It just sounds like it's and nothing really came together in yes. the end. It just sounds like a total failure on every level. Like basically this this couple, they bonded over the fact that they can kill people with a book. Wow. Like they do this montage of them being like, we can we can change the world. We can kill all the criminals. And then they interlace like making out scene then they're like yeah. we can we can be a beacon for a new hope they're taking their shirts off uh, yeah like, like very very awkward and forced <laughs> sex scene and it's terrible yeah. was um, this rated r i assume at tvma tvma okay mm-hmm. good old tvma and uh yeah. let me let me ask you so theoretically just so i know the rules here in the universe like he could write down the pr- like any anyone's name in that's alive on the planet and they would be dead the next day if, or if the same you can, day if you can picture their face in your head and their full name you can kill them and they wow i I don't remember the exact rules in the manga but it's like after six minutes and 40 seconds of you writing their name they get a heart attack and die except for in this version they're like you have to write how they die too and fucking Mm. (laughs) i remember this the first time he kills someone he's like decapitation why not like (laughs) (laughs) and they do the shitty gore yeah there's a lot of gore in this movie for no reason too i completely forgot about that So they added that in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, in, so is, this a, I, is this a big book? Uh, has to write it's in, like or a is journal. There like limited space. It's like a journal. So you could run out of space. Yeah. Do, does um, it have to be like Times New Roman point twelve? <laughs> no, you just write with a pen. Space. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. Okay. So one more thing I want to say about this, and then we can move on from this train wreck of a movie. Are either of you familiar with the song by Chicago? called um i don't want to live without your love if i heard it i'd probably know it i love chicago but i can't think of it yeah off the top of my head i'm yeah, sure i would recognize it, it it's a it's a slow ballady kind of song you know i mean just by the name of it you know i don't want to live without your love you know um very good yeah so the climax i guess i don't want to spoil it in case people are interested in this well you really sold it today that's for sure yeah basically the (laughs) climax is happening where it's one of those like oh no are they both gonna die is only one of them gonna die like oh no you know like i should care about these characters but i really don't and then as as the scene unfolds they slow-mo everything start playing this love ballad titled i don't want to live without your love and then just keep zooming into their faces while they're screaming like no <laughs> and it looks so bad what? <laughs> yeah. i can't even imagine a world where this makes it like right to like, the final cut like, of a film <laughs> like even the mo- the most like supposedly dramatic parts of the film like they just are absolutely ruined. Like the part in like I don't want to spoil any like I don't want to give like too much detail, but like the part in the Ferris wheel, Robert, where the girl's like, "Give me my fucking book." I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, here's the thing. The fact you guys, that here, okay. you're, you're making me, you're making me want to watch this now with all the stupid scenes. Here's what it I seems find like it's so bad, it's good almost. Here's what it's, I find so funny is that every time, that, though, every time Colin and I quote a line to each other, our first response isn't, "Yeah, I remember that scene." It's like laughing yeah. and being like, "Oh yeah. fuck, yeah, I remember that." Is it like you know, like middle school theater, like caliber acting, or? God, it, I think it's best, like, if you're a fan of riffing something, if you want to make a riff track, this is a great movie for that. Because that's pretty much what I did when I was watching it with my friend. Unintentionally funny. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, honestly, though, Robert, I want to ask you real quick before we jump from this. What did you think of L? 
Elle was stupid in this movie. Okay. Not a fan. Because like, I haven't seen enough of the source material to really have an idea, but I feel like he captured the mannerisms at least. He captured the mannerisms at first, but then... <laughs> oh, by the way, Jack, by the way, Jack, L, who is an Asian man, like Japanese man in the manga, is black in this movie. Mm. But again, it's Good. an American yeah. adaptation, so... Right. Right. Are any Asians in this movie? Yes. The handler of L is Asian. Handler? Yeah, he has a handler, kind of like his Alfred Pennyworth. Like, okay. if he's Batman, that's his Alfred. Ooh. Um, but no, there's a part in the movie because like L is supposed to be like he's that weird eccentric detective who like sits on chairs, but like by squatting on them instead of sitting in them normally, and, you know, like he holds up his phone really weird when he's talking on it. And st- he's a he's a weird guy, you know, but he's super smart. So he's a lot of candy. Right. So for the first half of the film, L is like pretty, you know, like there he's like that. And then <laughs> look, there's there's a scene where he says. Uh, something along the lines of like this is at this point where he knows light is Kira and he confronts him in public but doesn't doesn't say I'm arresting you and he's like I don't like using guns guns are loud and annoying and then 20 minutes later he has a fucking gun in his hand and hmm. I and he his character pulls a fucking 180 and he goes insane and I'm just like this is so stupid this is so dumb I'm so tired right. of this you guys have sold me first i'm going to figure out what this whole netflix thing is and then yeah. second i'm going to maybe not watch this game they this they, game, they have movie. to watch this game <laughs> they have an app on the, on your phone if you can figure that one out okay phones <laughs> hmm the rotary well, dial just dial well, just rotary we'll save it for next week jack <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's talk about something else real quick uh guys there was a fight this weekend saturday night in fact uh, it was Mayweather, the fight. Yeah, of the century, the biggest combat sports event in history. It was billed as Mayweather versus McGregor. And so, Robert, I assume you saw the outcome on the news or maybe yeah. followed it on the back end. I, I followed the numbers. I didn't see the actual punches. <laughs> okay. And then, Colin, you saw it live. I yes. I threw a little uh, soiree here at my place. And it was, oh, did it was adventurous, uh, to say the least. Um, so I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I would love to start talking about the fight, but first and foremost, the first thing I think of is that, oh, UFC's entire website crashed multiple Wait. times and people that paid a hundred dollars to watch this at home were not able to see it, myself included. That's and crazy. Yeah. It's, it was supposed to start at like uh 8 PM Eastern, something like that is when like the main card started, like the four championship fights. And yeah, I was in, I was watching it and I thought everything was good to go. And then it just like stopped and then you couldn't log in. And whenever you tried to log in, it just said, we are in and basically in so many words is something like we're inundated with so many requests right now. We cannot process your login request. Try again later. And it did that for hours Yeesh. and Twitter was like imploding. And I'm like, this is the fucking UFC. This is Conor McGregor versus Mayweather. How do you not understand that, th- that you're going to get a lot of traffic? Probably the most traffic you've ever seen on this day. You've had literally months to prepare for this and you can't handle people logging in and trying to hand you a hundred dollars. Your wow. infrastructure is that unprepared, right? So it was like a whole big thing. I even contemplated like they to put it this way. They would apologize on Twitter. This is live that night. They apologize on Twitter and then they throw up a fucking link. Like we apologize. You can't watch our website. Here's all the other places you can buy it. So they already took my money, my hundred dollars. Oh my God. And they're throwing up links of where I can buy it somewhere else. It's a scam. 
are you serious? And long story short, though, right before, I mean, dude, after the National Anthem was sung, after the fighters were introduced, I actually was able to log in and watch it. But it was at the absolute 11th hour, right? Like wow. it was, and it was really stressful. And I had people over and I'm trying to be a good host and I'm trying to be entertaining. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if we don't have a fight to watch, like, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, luckily here we had lots to do. We were doing some VR and stuff and, and yeah, and just having a good time. And, uh, you know, Dude, we made the, the most worst, of it, but man. it was, stre- it was stressful for sure to like not, you know, to pay that money and not have it work. Right. Yeah, we need to being a host for some sort of event is the worst. I and mean, when you have technical difficulties, it's so frustrating. I love having people over. I love playing video games. With people. It's like one of I my favorite too. things to do. But like I said, like when something that you think is just totally in the bag, you don't have to worry about all, all, all of a sudden becomes like the biggest problem, you know, always the whole happens. crux of the whole situation. It's always the most basic thing. I man. just couldn't believe UFC like could be that unprepared. Like this is seriously like the biggest fight. This is the the most money you'll ever make in one night, and you're ruining it. So yeah, I'm I've got the ball rolling. Like I I want a full refund, but I don't know if I'll get a refund, especially since like I saw some of it. So I'll probably get some kind of credit or something. Like oh, watch UFC Fight Pass free for a month or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. But it was really really stressful. Um, so yeah. Think, so no, what, what what do you think of the fight itself? Yeah, yeah, I want to get to the fight itself. Like, uh, I don't know, Colin, I've been talking a while. You you let me know your initial thoughts. So, like, who did, first of all, before the fight happened, who did you have? So, um, like, I, like we talked in a, a previous episode when we were talking about combat sports, like, I, you know, my heart of hearts, I wanted uh, Conor McGregor to win because he's the underdog here, right? I wanted to, wanted to see him, you know, follow through and, you know, whip Floyd Mayweather's ass. Um, but like I said in that episode, I'm, if I was a bet man, I would probably, you know, bet on Floyd. Um, and so I was actually really happy seeing, you know, Conor McGregor coming out and he was, you know, he won the first three rounds, right? He was actually doing very well. He was, uh, you know, getting inside and throwing some punches, getting some good strikes in. And he was up by points, like very solid, like a very solid amount of points by the end of the third round. And then, uh, Mayweather opened up after the fourth round and started getting some good, good freaking hits in. Man, he was knocking his jaw around for sure. Um, and then you get to the all the way to the eighth round, and then next thing you know, Conor McGregor's just out of it. Yeah, he has a pattern. If you watch carefully, he has a pattern of like really gassing himself. Uh, it happens in a lot of his fights. He'll get tired if you drag him into deep water. Water. So he's really got to work on his stamina and his fitness i don't know really how he's training but he always seems to get like over like to this hill of fatigue that he can almost never get over and that's exactly was that was exactly the game plan for mayweather's camp was that they were gonna let him like just punch him and try and swing and just punch himself out and get tired the first three rounds and sure they were gonna give up those early rounds i'm pretty sure he uh mcgregor won all three of the first one the first three and and that was the plan for Mayweather. He knew that he wasn't going to be able to um, take the punishment, you know, and and he landed more punches. He had sharper punches. But to to McGregor's credit, man, he landed more punches on Mayweather than Manny Pacquiao did. He won more yeah. rounds than any fighter versus Mayweather since like Cotto, you know, like it's been yeah, like, dude, it's been, you know, it was a, it was a great fight. It was very entertaining. It was a good event. I think it was worth the money to watch it at home. Uh, you know, I can't say that for a lot of pay-per-view fights, but they gave, they gave us a show and also to Mayweather's credit, like he totally came out of his comfort zone and instead of being on the defensive and pulling that Philly shell stance and just like dodging everything and not doing anything and running and backing up, he actually went at McGregor. You know, he turned into a Mexican that night is what McGregor said. Like he went like full in, just head down, gloves up, just charging forward and punched him in the face. And 
And uh, McGregor said that he didn't train for that. He didn't prepare for that because Mayweather never fights like that. Nope. That's the he's first always, time he he's got always that the guy that backs up. Yeah, you watch the Pacquiao fight and he backed up most of that, the time. That's how he's that's how he's gotten yeah. to forty nine and no. Is yeah, by, and there was and uh yeah, I'm sorry, Jack, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um I was gonna say uh during the fight they had to card uh the the guy had to warn McGregor a lot because Floyd kept turning around and yeah. McGregor kept hitting him in the back of the head. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> rabbit punching him. Yeah, yeah. No, it kept, it kept, I, I mean, I was worried he was going to lose yeah. a point. Actually, yeah, me too. And like, I, I was like, dude, they're just gonna they're gonna dock on points and it's gonna screw him out of winning the match probably because he just did it so many times. And I get like in UFC that's a very common thing, right? Ground and pound, like get get the guy to the ground and beat the shit yeah. out of him. Like yeah. that's just what you do in UFC. That's the strategy. Right. If the head's there. That's what you do. You hit him in the head. But that's uh, that's part of Floyd Mayweather's style is he freaking turns his back to you. That's what the commentators were saying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he turned they turn he turns his back to you and uses that as a strategic way to get out of a uh, bad situation. So. Yeah, I, th- I think overall it was a very entertaining fight. You know, I was very yeah. happy with the way it went. Um, I knew Mayweather was going to win. Everyone yeah. knew it basically besides maybe Connor's uh, friends and family and fans. But yeah. Mayweather, I, I knew he was going because he said to uh Oh, uh, not Jimmy Fallon. Who's the other guy? The guy that late uh, Jimmy night. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, thank you. Um, he said to Jimmy Kimmel on a show. He said because Jimmy Kimmel was like, "I'm going to bet on you. Like, make sure I get my money." Basically, and Mayweather was like, "I'll tell you what." And he's got the money to do it too. You know, he's being serious. He's like, "Go ahead and place your bet on me as much as you want." And he goes, "And if you lose your money, and if I lose the fight, I'll give you your money back." <laughs> He swore. He said, I'll do that. <laughs> so, like, that's the most guaranteed safe bet you could ever make, right? And I and yeah. I read the news as well that there were four $1 million bets on that fight. Wow. Four Holy separate million-dollar bets. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I uh yeah I remember seeing a few pictures on Twitter that are like look at all the people that bet on McGregor and he lost. Yeah. It's no. awful. Um, But um, to conclude it, though, like – it's really impressive, though, like McGregor's performance for being someone that's never really jumped in the ring before as a boxer alone. He's never jumped in before. And he jumps in with one of the best boxers of all time. I mean, he's 50-0, dude. He, yeah, he's definitely yeah. in the mix for best boxer of all time. He's 50-0. He got the record. Yeah. Like, he, he's up there with, with anyone. Is, yeah. is that a new record in the boxing yeah. industry? Yeah, he uh, tied Rocky Marciano's record of 49-0. and 0, And since he won this fight um, Saturday, now he's the sole only boxer ever to reach 50-0. Okay. That's crazy, Profe- man. As a professional. There have been some 50-0s as amateurs, but not as professional. And an yeah. amateur, you have way bigger gloves. You have headgear. Like, it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and honestly, like, I was very, very surprised when McGregor came out. And he wasn't just all out aggressive. Like he was very composed. You know, he was just very be, being very strategic about his strikes. But the the ones he was getting weren't like the strongest hits right on his head, um, because that's just not what you do in UFC. You don't try to get like the hardest punches you possibly can. Whereas Floyd, when he'd actually get a hit on him, dude, he was just like you saw the slow mo shots, right, man? He yeah, was just oh, yeah. taking his jaw like yeah. across the side. <laughs> it was yeah, oof. yeah. They, they they oh my god, I couldn't imagine taking those punches. I'd probably be dead. <laughs> I really think that almost everyone won in this fight. In a way, the fans yeah, won. Dude. We got an awesome fight. Mayweather yeah. obviously closed I can't it off too much. You know, no one, no one is complaining the way Mayweather finished it. I mean, he finished him TKO, um, and then and I think Conor McGregor won by looking good, showing a really good look, going ten rounds. No one expected him to go ten rounds uh, against the champ. So I, I really think all parties involved, you know, came out 
came out pretty good at the end, and they're not complaining about the money either. Uh, Mayweather's uh, touted to make upwards of three hundred fifty million for this oh, fight. Yep. Conor McGregor's making over a yep. hundred million for this fight. Like, yeah, that's bigger than any payday he ever got from the UFC. Yeah, you just got to put when you got ninety five million, hundred million dollars. You know what you do? You just put that in the bank. You never work a day in your life. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. You live off. You live off the uh, the uh, interest. Yeah, and uh, oh my goodness, what was I gonna say? Yeah, like uh, McGregor, man, like what I, I just can't believe how well he did for the first time fighter. And like Floyd Mayweather, uh, just it, it's crazy that he like come, came out of retirement, of course, for like this huge event. But then he's like, I'm never going to box again. Do you think that's true, though? I really do believe him. I really do think that Mayweather is absolutely done. He's never there's no fight he can have where he's going to make this much money ever again. There's no one he can fight. No that's one. True. Even the I mean, best like, in boxing, there, no one yeah. will pay. No one will pay. You know, this was trying to watch him fight with anyone else. It, this is like peak for him. You know, he yeah. knew that he's a businessman first and foremost before he's a boxer. And he knew that he needed a huge name. Conor McGregor was it. He had the fan base to attract this huge draw. So I really do believe it. And the fact that he went, he didn't look that good either. I mean, he was kind of sloppy, slower and older looking. You know, he had that ring rust he had to shake off after two years being uh, retired. And mm-hmm. so I really do think that's the last we've seen of, of Mayweather. We're in the post Mayweather era. And I don't yeah, really know I of mean, anyone I want to see in box either. Yeah, and he's he's getting he's getting pretty freaking old too. He's getting to like Randy Couture age kind right. of thing. Um and uh I was also going to say Conor McGregor uh it's like crazy after the after the match he's like he should have just let me go down, man. Like <laughs> like dude, you were getting slaughtered in the 10th round. <laughs> right. <laughs> you were going to I mean, I I respect the the grit and stuff, man, but man, you would have ended up with some like some broken bones if you went any longer or something, man. You were looking bad hey robert uh yeah. what were what are your, some of your takeaways from the fight i know you said you looked oh. at the numbers and stuff here here's one thing i did want to mention real quick um is that mcgregor you know on paper he had every physical advantage he had the age advantage he had the height advantage the weight advantage and the reach advantage every advantage you could ever ask for but again you have to like mayweather said you have if you can give it you have to be able to take it too and obviously mcgregor couldn't take it in the end there so yeah robert to yeah. toss it off to you like what was your kind of thoughts on the fight well so i didn't actually see the fight i didn't go to a bar that was showing it or anything and there was no way i was going to pay for my own pay-per-view to watch it at home periscope um, nope didn't even bother with that okay. i was i was out to the bars on the night of the fight though and a, a bar i was at they had a sports center playing but you know sports center doesn't have the rights to just broadcast it live so they mm-hmm. just talk about the other sports stories that happened that week and then occasionally jump to like a scorecard you know, just mm-hmm. like each round and like how many points okay. each of the fighters it's like got. live feed. Yeah, like at the end of each round, they like here was round okay. six, and then here's round seven, and so on. Um, and I remember like initially because we got there like well, I noticed it after I think round three, and it was that point you know where it looked like oh like McGregor's looking real strong you know like it looked like he, I mean he was winning at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was around round seven or eight that I was like, yeah, okay. Mayweather's got this probably right. just by just by looking at the numbers. I was like, yeah, there's probably no way McGregor's bouncing back from this at this point. Uh huh. It was pretty close, man. A lot of people had it like going into round ten. A lot of people had it five rounds to four. I mean, some people had it razor thin. So yeah, you know, but some people had it lopsided the other way. But you know, I I think back also to Saturday night um, when I did have a few friends from work over. And, you know, there was also something else really big going on this weekend, which is uh, Hurricane Harvey, you know, like making big national news. 
as we've mentioned on the podcast, like I live in Austin, so we definitely did receive our fair share of rain. But it's really like nothing compared to like what happened in Corpus Christi, in uh, Port Ritchie, in Houston. Like it's some real serious, serious stuff going on down there, man. So, you know, that was going on. Um, I'm grateful to my friends that drive in a hurricane to <laughs> come see the fight <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, over nuts, my house. Man. Like, yeah, it was real windy and real gusty and a lot of people couldn't make it for obvious reasons. Uh, I don't think I would go somewhere, anywhere. You know, I don't think I'd leave my house at all under right. those conditions. But, you know, so... So, yeah, I mean, what have you guys been seeing, you know, kind of up there in the Midwest about it? Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, seeing it from afar, you know, I just keep getting these push notifications about, like, updates on, you know, families that are trapped in uh, in their houses or something because of uh, the flooding yeah. and all that. And it's just a real shame that this is all happening. And it's all uh, mostly coastal Texas, right? Like Mostly, yeah. Yeah, Austin's further inland, so you aren't really getting much of the wind or anything. Oh, yeah, no, we were getting side. we yeah. were getting a lot of wind. We were oh, getting yeah. a lot of wind constantly too. It was really strange to see wind just blowing for that. You know what I mean? For like a whole day straight, just wind like and with no end in sight. It was kind of a odd thing. Uh, you know, obviously me being from the Midwest originally, being this close to hurricanes, a little unnerving. <laughs> you know, even though it's like a hundred and forty five miles, whatever, to the southeast, like it's still like it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's right, and you're gonna get this rain forever. It was it was kind of a thing. I mean, I definitely made sure. Uh, before the crowds went to the grocery stores, because I was watching that storm way when it was in the Atlantic Ocean, before it even got to the Yucatan Peninsula and going into the Gulf, I was watching that storm because I have family in Florida. You know, I have family all over the southeast, so I always pay attention to hurricanes, stuff like that. And uh, I didn't obviously no one expected it to to happen the way it did. I think a lot of people were downplaying it actually when it was just a tropical storm like a uh, in the Gulf. And I was like, man, those waters are like way warmer than they usually are. And that's exactly the fuel that you need to create a hurricane. It was like the perfect conditions. Then you had those like areas of low pressure or high pressure. I don't even know, but that was like trapping the hurricane in the Gulf. So it just mm-hmm. sat there and spun and got stronger. And then when it got to uh, category four hurricane, I was like, this is going to be real, real, real bad. So I, I kind of foresaw that like days before the kind of rush happened at the grocery store. So I made sure to get a bunch of water, get a bunch of food and stuff and make sure if the power went out, you know, make sure all my batteries are charged and the car is filled with gas and all that stuff. So I missed the whole kind of like zombie apocalypse run that did eventually happen. People were telling me about it, though. Like you couldn't get water at grocery stores here, like massive, wow. huge you know, grocery stores. They were completely sold out of water, completely sold out of certain things. Um, yeah, so it was kind of, you know, uh, really, really sad and tragic to see what's going on. It's still going on. It's still not right. even done, really. You know, it's making its way to Louisiana and stuff. And it's just like crazy seeing a whole city that like the fourth largest city in the entire country, like just inundated and all their levees are breaking and stuff. It's like really bad. But, you know, just from my from where I'm at, like, it's OK. Like there's you know, there's there were some trees on the ground and stuff, but they had us work from home. Uh Monday, so we didn't have to go into the office, but we did work uh, remotely um, just because the roadways and the traffic and all the craziness and stuff and like right. National Guard and stuff because you have to get through Austin. I mean, Austin's one of the major ways to get to Houston. So a lot of help and a lot of aid is uh, coming this way. So right. crazy stuff. Yeah, it's good to wow. see, though, that the the video game community is kind of like coming together like there. I know quite a few like YouTubers and stuff and like influential personalities are doing their own kind of charity type things. But one of the uh, bigger groups in the video game community, Games Done Quick, they're actually hosting a charity stream this weekend um, in hopes of raising funds to help out. I think mostly Houston, right? Um, yeah, that's good to hear, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's good to see that, like, you know, something that at 
you know, at the point of where you could be in a hurricane, like something that doesn't really matter, like video games, you know, is still trying its best to help out. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in the right, grand scheme right. of things. Yeah. When actual like, you know, real tragedies uh, happen in the world, it kind of makes you step back and be like, wow, video games really aren't that important in the grand scheme. I mean, obviously it's, you know, a, a major nucleus of all three of our lives, but, you know, it's really just it, it pulls it all into perspective when you see like the struggle that, you know, and the tragedy that's happening uh, elsewhere in the world. So, uh, no, it's cool, man. I, I also would encourage people that if you are considering donating or giving either money or anything, you know, uh, definitely, definitely look into that and also investigate and see if, if uh, your place of employment maybe has a charitable donation matching. Um, definitely something to look for because you could like double your donation, right? If your yeah. if your organization would do that, a lot of companies do that. So look into that if yeah, you're planning on giving. My, my work is actually running something like that <clears throat> right now. Uh, you can actually like donate a percentage of your next paycheck or whatever towards like a fund going to Houston. That's, nice. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now that we've established that games don't matter, let's yes. talk about. <laughs> let's spend the rest <laughs> yeah. of the podcast talking about things that don't matter. Yeah. Let's swing over <laughs> to talking about video games. <laughs> Okay, so Jack, you I got, did a thing. I got a toy. It up. You got a toy. I, I got a new a new piece of kit here. It's a good old Nintendo Switch. I actually tracked one down and got one in time for uh, Mario uh, plus Rabbids. Okay, so, so tell us tell Kingdom us a little Battle. bit about your journey though finding a console. Well, I had to do some dirt. I had to do some. I had to question my own moral compass and see how oh serious. I needed to get with this. Um, Jesus, who did you kill to get the Switch? <laughs> uh, I had to buy one of those stupid bundles, guys. I hate myself oh. for it. I had to do it. and But the trick is, see, from a well-known video game retailer, National Chain, wink, wink. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Target? Uh-huh. And, no, and uh, Target. <laughs> but the thing is, right, the trick is that I kept the parts of the bundle I wanted. Then I just went and returned the stuff I didn't want to the store. Mm-hmm. and perfect yeah there's like an urban myth apparently that you can't do that but you most definitely can and so <laughs> that's exactly what i did i got everything i needed um i got a carrying case i got like a tempered glass uh, screen cover um that's working oh, really yeah. well i'm really happy with that i got uh the pro controller which is a must i think agreed um, i love my yeah. pro controller i'm having fun i'm having fun with the console you know, I, I also went and bought like a giant 256 gig micro SD card. So the size of the Nintendo games downloaded, I'm pretty confident I'll never need to buy a, a physical copy of a game. I'm pretty sure every game I'll ever buy for that system is going to fit on that one card because Mario plus Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle is like only like 2.3 gigs, something stupid like that. The largest game that Nintendo makes, Legend of Zelda, by far is only like 15, 16 gigs. So I don't know what magic they're doing over there in Nintendo, but their file sizes are much smaller than the industry standard. I know we were just talking about Final Fantasy uh, 15, right? Like 170 yeah. gigs, something stupid like that. Like, no. Like I don't, I don't even think I'll uh, get close to even half of my card, really, because I'm looking at my shelf now, my Wii U games. Like I only have maybe twenty total, you know. So how many? I mean, I'd love to have that problem where there's so many games I'll have to buy a new card, but I just don't think it'll happen. So I'm, so I'm pretty me, much set. Let me ask: Do you have any physical games at all? Uh, in the yeah, in the bundle, uh, Mario Kart Deluxe came with it, so that's just gonna live in that slot. And you're gonna keep it? Yeah, yeah, I'll okay. keep it. So I like I like Mario Kart. Yeah. Follow up question, and this is probably the most important question you can answer uh-huh. on today's podcast. Mm. So prepare Pressure. yourself. Have you licked it yet? 
<laughs> no. Hey. No way, dude. I uh, I learned my lesson. I mean, obviously, Colin said it wasn't no big deal. So what do I have to worry about, right? It probably just tastes like Cheetos or something stupid, right? <laughs> oh my god. Well, like all I'm all I'm saying is Colin has licked it live on air. I've gone on record saying I've licked it. I've licked each one of okay, my yeah, cartridges. Okay, yeah, I licked it. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was really gross. I don't believe you. I don't believe you, <laughs> dude. It's your way. It's it's your way of marking your territory. Right of passage. Right. So back to the switch. <laughs> no, I, I I have that one. I have that one cartridge, but it's just gonna stay in there. It's gonna live in the in the thing, and I I don't see myself ever buying any other without, physical copies. Without any remnants of Jack's saliva. No saliva. No, it didn't even occur to me at all. I was just like, oh, <laughs> no. I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind at all until you just said that. But I don't know. Maybe one day. We'll see. Maybe it'll be a Patreon tier or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Make them, make them wait. Make them wait. No, just kidding. So uh, what did you think of this? What did you think of the system? How does it feel in your hands? How yeah, does it play? Substantial. It's a nice, substantial feel. I like the weight. I love the clicking feel and the and the sound that comes out when you um, connect and, and disconnect the Joy-Cons. Uh, yes, a I lot of feedback. I kind of don't like the Joy-Cons. They're really tiny. Yeah. If you put like your ring finger and your pinky together, that's about the size of the Joy-Con. They're super small. I'm a grown-ass man, so... You know, I, I, the Pro Controller, though, on the other hand, is great. Very few complaints. The only thing I can think of with the Pro Controller is that I wish the maybe the um, ZR and the ZL buttons were analog, mm. like linear, you know, like like, oh, a, yeah, like yeah. a PS4 or like any, basically every other controller. Um, but no, I think the screen looks good. I did investigate this as well, and it is a 720p LCD screen. Um, but at that size, I think it looks great. Yeah, you know, I think it looks better than the OLED uh, Vita screen. To be honest with you, okay. <laughs> it's kind of, that that's was, your opinion. Uh, that's fine. That was a bit I mean, begrudging. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll, I mean, honestly, no. I've compared them side by side, and honestly, okay. like, I don't know if it's well. I think the uh, OLED screen is actually a slightly lower resolution. I think it's like five five hundred something p. I never I, looked it up. Uh, that, I, I, wish, I, I find yeah. that hard to believe. I wish you guys could see the Skype call. Because looking at Jack's eyes as Colin just kind of words his way through this is like, I think he's about to kill Colin. I'm, I'm getting a little sweaty, but it's fine. I'm holding it in. <laughs> getting a little I heated. Mean, I mean, I don't know. I, th- I, thought, it looked, I thought it looked slightly they better. Both, I don't hey, know. they both can be good screens. They both can look fine. I'm not, you know, there yeah, doesn't have to be a winner or whatever. But, but OLED, OLED is, better. is better. Yes. That's all I mean, OLED, OLED by definition is better. Yes. So, but, so yeah, but, but back to your, you know, talking about the console overall, I think it was a pretty good, uh, I think it's a pretty good thing. I think Nintendo kind of has a winner here. I mean, obviously the demand has not been met yet. This is going to be, especially when Mario comes out in two months, mm-hmm. this is going to be the it thing to buy. This is going to wreck PlayStation Pro. In my opinion, this is going to wreck uh, Xbox One X, like as far as sales <laughs> numbers go. Well, this, let's be honest, uh, they're going to well. sell out. Yeah, they're going to sell <laughs> yeah. out. And the other ones will be on the shelf, readily available. Um, So I did have a nightmare, though, like a real life nightmare with the Switch where I don't know what was going on. And I experienced it again today. But like the Joy-Con sinking is like really was causing me a lot of headaches. And I was getting really frustrated with last night. I like messed with it for an hour. I could not get the Joy-Cons like I got. I was playing the game with the Joy-Cons connected, working fine. Then when I pull up that crappy little kickstand, I would uh, take the Joy-Cons off to try tabletop mode. And they just would lose sync, and I couldn't get them to go or anything. Nothing worked. I tried everything, guys, like for That's an hour. Weird. And then it turns out that really I just needed to turn off the system and turn it back on. <laughs> Have you guys ever experienced that before? 
Never. No. That fucking happened to me today again. So two days in a row, so they they, they they got their sync and then they lost it. Both of them too, because I know like the launch consoles had like I think the left or the right, just one of them was losing sync, but this was both of them. So again, it happened to me today, and I had to turn off the system and restart it again so to get them to, to sync. Do you have to do that every 24 hours? Then? I really that- hope not. That would really Oof. be crappy, especially if you guys have never seen that happen before. Yeah, I've um, never seen it happen. And it yeah, wouldn't sync my Pro Controller either. So I don't know. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. my eye on it. But, you know, it's working out all right. You know, I've What's got it in the dock maybe, right now. Maybe the Bluetooth in the actual console itself is faulty or something. Maybe. Who, who could say? Yeah, I don't know what happened in shipping. The box seemed fine. Didn't seem like you know got any damage or anything like that but i'm going to keep my eye on it if it becomes an issue like i will have to exchange it for another one i got the gray joy cons um i was gonna ask you that was my next question was whether or not you went team gray or team neon i i would be open to getting the neon ones but they're 80 dollars for a pair of joy cons like damn all the accessories for nintendo switch are way overpriced the dock is like 90 dollars the controllers 70 80 dollars it's ridiculous ridiculous i don't know how they get away with it man but um because the games are all full price like nintendo games don't go on discount or on sale they're Ever. all 60 bucks never yeah and especially never, if i'm gonna ever. be if i'm gonna be dying, buying them all uh digitally they're always gonna be 60 bucks basically yeah uh let me see oh one cool thing i did do i, I really enjoy being able to have the joy cons just in your hands anywhere like you could have them up above your head you can have them anywhere and just like lay comfortably and play the game like a slob on yeah, the couch. It, it feels and good, I, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's really comfortable. So this is what I did, guys. So I have this. Let me see if I can paint this picture for you. So I have kind of a low-profile couch. And then I have an end table that also serves kind of as like a laptop table. So it's the kind of table that has legs that slide under your couch and, and go over the couch. Okay. Does that make sense? I see. Okay, you with okay. me? So the top of this table is see-through glass okay so what okay. i've been doing is laying like on my this. couch no it's awesome you're gonna be so jealous I'm, i invented this okay no i'm just kidding so oh, i put no. the so the it's glass so i put the wii u or the wii u listen to me i put the switch like face down on the glass <laughs> And I lay down on the couch and then I slide that so it's on top of my like hands free, like right in front of my face. And I can just lay down and just play games like laying flat on my back with a pillow and like my hands wherever up here. And then then you fall asleep. You could. You could. But I I was like, man, this is genius. I just won at life now. I can just play video games like the most comfortable ever. I don't even have to sit up to play video games. Yeah. Then you fall asleep and then you're going to wake up suddenly. You're going to like get up and you're going to slam your head against that glass and shatters it. Your switch just goes flying across the room. It could happen. It could happen. Is is that how you played Mario plus Rabbids? Indeed, it is how I played and how I how I uh, plan on playing it in the future as well. That game is fun. That game is very easy so far, but I'm only in the beginning. So I I can't speak to the game very in depth yet. I can say that I am looking forward to seeing how deep it goes. Um, The mechanics are very easy to follow. It's incredibly like non-complex, but still very strategic. The graphics look great. The story is kind of eh, whatever. They just kind of threw something together to get uh, Mario and the rabbits in the same universe. doesn't really matter. I'm not there for the story. But there is, like, some humor in it. There is uh, good writing. Okay. Uh, the music is eh, not what I would expect from a from a Mario game. I, can, I, f- I have a feeling that maybe Ubisoft took over the music department 
which whatever could be a mistake. We'll, we'll wait to see. But uh, I just think the gameplay has some interesting uh, tactical action. It's kind of like an XCOM game, if you don't know, which is just so crazy to hear Mario and Rabbids and XCOM together. But it works. It's, so far. Isn't it literally XCOM? I hear there's like minor differences, but it's ba- like you can put Mario in Overwatch. How much XCOM have you guys played? None. Enough to know that this is a blatant okay. ripoff. All right, Robert. No, you're not. You're not wrong. It is pretty much a ripoff of XCOM. I mean, there's no they make no bones about it, but it doesn't get all up in your ass like XCOM does, dude. XCOM is balls hard game. Oh yeah, it is. It is, and you you'll think you're doing fine, and then the enemy will take just one turn to like annihilate you, and then you get to the point where you're like, I've been doing this battle for like an, uh, 45 minutes or something. Like I have to restart this now. Three of my dudes died on one turn. I thought I was fine. Would you yeah. say it's accurate? No, I listen. XCOM <laughs> is the kind of game where I have missed not one shot, but two 99% accuracy <laughs> shots in yeah. my life that have cost me the battle. 99% yeah. chance wow. to hit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then you lose, and then you just lose the whole match, and it, there's like permadeath too. So like your characters are just dead now. Yeah, XCOM uh, is hardcore. Yeah. It's hardcore RNG. To, I've had to restart it like so many times, thinking like, oh, I can save everybody. You really can't. If someone's gonna die, and you're just gonna have to live with it, and it's really terrible after you spent hours leveling people up, and there's permadeath going on. So this game is for those people, people like me who don't have time to futz with XCOM's stupidness. And XCOM's a great game. Don't get me wrong. If that's your one and only game. But, you know, I, I, I like to play a lot of games, not one game like intensely most of the time <coughs> Overwatch. But <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> this game <laughs> is very I hate saying the C word, but, you know, it's it's for casual fans. It's very. Oh, OK. OK, good. Yeah. to sweat off my brow. Right. No. Yeah. Filthy casuals. But it's it's you know, it's it's friendly. It's Mario. It's humor. Um, there's no blood. There's no laser beams yet. You know, but Mario does have kind of like a like Mega Man's Mega Buster. Yeah, he has, he has, in it. A, he has mega a Mega Buster. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's funny. It's a good time. I think it's perfect for a portable. Uh, I I look forward to playing it, man. I was and also I was happy to pay full price for this game on the day it came out. Yeah, that was that was my question. Is right. it sixty dollars? It like, is sixty dollars. I was happy to do it because this is the kind of thing I want to encourage. I think it's a it's a Mario game like we've never had before. It's in a universe that's kind of unique. It's all its own um, with the rabbits. Um, so yeah, Mario Kingdom Battle came out just what yesterday, August 29th, and it's on Switch. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's it's good. I I look forward to playing it. Jack Yeesh. is rabid about rabbits. Uh, I'm not sensing rabbit just yet. Not yet, but I can see. Like I said, I I, I just like having a good old tactical fun action time. That's Fair what enough. this looks like. Uh, Jack, you and I also played a game last night that I want to talk about. Speaking of balls hard. Balls. The, the sequel to one of the most incomplete games ever released. Right, <sighs> but then it became complete after years of DLC and patches. That Say you the name of the game already. Uh, Density 2. <laughs> Uh, my density. <laughs> now, density is we're going to teach you about density and sciencey stuff. Physics. This is density too, actually. Uh, no. Physics. So, Destiny Two, devved by Bungie, you know those Halo guys, mm-hmm. uh, published by Activision. So, I found like I was kind of surprised by this. For PC, it's on the Blizzard launcher, and at first I was like, why? Yeah. And then I remembered. Oh, yeah, Blizzard Activision. Yeah, the merger. And this is the open beta, so the game's not out proper yet for PC. This is just the open beta if you didn't pre-order it. Right. And what I find really interesting is, so Destiny's coming out, like, next Tuesday, September 6th for console, PS4 and Xbox. 
Yeah. Um, but PC, you have to wait like a whole month and a half <laughs> for the full release. Like it's not until mm-hmm. October 24th. Why is oh, that a that thing? I did not know. Why is wow, that a that's thing? Horrible. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. And I mean, I don't think there's crossplay involved. So at least it won't be like all the PC players are gimped because if you jump into PvP, all the console players will have better gear than you. Um, okay. So well, that's like, kind of bad still, but yeah. It, it, it's not the best, no, but it's there. And I remember when I first Dude. saw that like the PC release date was going to be later than the console release date, I was kind of worried like, ooh, maybe the port's not going to be good. Like, ooh, maybe it's not going to be that great. Um, maybe there's problems, yeah. Maybe there's yeah. troubled water. But it's surprisingly not bad. Like as a PC port, it ran incredibly well. Like I, I didn't even have to tinker much with the settings to get like optimal, you know, sixty FPS, like good yeah, feeling, I good mean, field of view. I would assume that like they're at least half decent importing games to PC. I don't know how the Call of Duty PC versions are. I would assume they're not. They're they, not bad. They've actually had a history of being questionable. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I didn't know that. So I've never played a Call of Duty game on PC. But they've also put all the past Halo... Like, Bungie put the past Halo games on PC. And those right. were never bad from what I heard. Yeah, so. I mean, this isn't devved by, like, Sledgehammer or Treyarch or anything. You know, like, the other Call of Duty people. This is by Bungie, right? Right. Uh, right. So, yeah, the PC port... I mean, Jack, you can attest to this, too, right? Like, the PC port felt good. In terms of just, like, you know, clickety-clacking on the keyboard and shooting with the mouse. When I saw that the console releases on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One are coming out September 6th, and then the PC version, we were going to have to wait fucking until October 24th for that to come out. I was like, yeah. I was like, why? What is the reason? What is the cause of this? So I was real worried. But like you said, when I booted it up, I was like, oh, (laughs) they they did the things that I need them to do for me, for my setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, They take advantage fully of, of the 1080i. Um, I was playing at uh, 21 by nine, of course, 34, 40, 14, 40, and I was getting a hundred frames a second. Uh, that's with Not everything bad. maxed out except the shadows. I turned down from highest to high. And then like the field of the depth of field, um, I turned down from again, highest to high. So like boohoo, right? Like, but mm-hmm. to get a solid hundred frames a second on FPS and to Holy go back to, shit. yeah, to get back my memory of like what a chug that the first destiny was on PlayStation four, like, wow, this kind of wowed me. I was like, Oh, I'm actually gonna like this game, and then yeah. we played it, and I, it feels good. You know, it's it's a first person shooter. It's just it reminds me like, okay, I don't really like bullet spongy kind of repetitive um, enemies, and that's kind of yes. what I was getting a lot. And especially the bosses come out. I don't know. I was hoping for more of a Diablo type feel, uh, you know, or more of maybe even a Borderlands type feel. I don't know. Do you? Did you well, see any parallels to Borderlands? I yeah, I easily compare this to like Borderlands. I feel it's it. You can draw a lot of parallels to the Division. You know, Ubisoft's yeah, like yeah. past foray. So, so you guys did more PVE than PVP then? Yeah, I I don't care about okay. PVP. Yeah, we just did the <laughs> right what is on. that called a strike? Is that what we were doing? It's, yeah, with the raids strike. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's basically um, like a gauntlet dungeon, you know, gauntlet yeah. style dungeon. And um, so I actually played through all three classes that they offered. Uh, they have the Titan, the Hunter, and the Warlock. And each of those mm-hmm. classes have like a subclass. Well, they have two subclasses you can choose from. You can only have one active at a time. But you're basically playing a completely different character if you switch those subclasses, which I find right. pretty interesting. Different weapons, different abilities. It's pretty well, interesting. They, they start you out fully capped in the beta. Yeah. And um, this is my first time playing a destiny game for real like i mean colin you and i played destiny one for a little bit but that was for like a project or like, whatever yeah a whole hour yeah, yeah. That, that wasn't really a good impression of the game so this is like my yeah. first real impression of destiny 2 jack i know you've had 
quite a bit of experience with Destiny 1. Yeah, uh, shameless plug number 17 here. I have a video on the Lancer's website, <laughs> video review or video preview of uh, Destiny. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think they've definitely made some market improvements with Destiny 2. And it just feels so much better on mouse and keyboard. Like, and it's running again at a good frame rate. I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's enough, though, to get me into this. I, I think if, like, I had multiple friends that were playing it, then it would be more worthwhile. But, like, as a single-player thing or just, like, a PvE thing, I don't know if there's enough hooks to get me in. I mean, there's the graphics are great. I think the graphics look good. I think the uh, the environments are interesting. There's a lot of surprising level of platforming in yeah. the beta that I am mixed on. Like, I don't necessarily know if I ever need platforming in my Destiny. Uh, so... Was yeah, that not that a, to contend with. was that not a big thing in the first game? Not that I remember. Again, this is like what four years ago, though. Mm-hmm. One thing that did stand out to me was how absolutely vanilla, generic, non-burger the music was. Like I yeah. can't even like think to what it even sounded like. And you're going from having Marty McDonald. That was his last game at Bungie. Was Destiny. He did some tracks with uh, Paul McCartney. For that game. Did you know that? No. And yep. yeah. And, uh, you know, so that they music paid like was millions for that or something. Oh, yeah. They paid a lot of money to have Paul McCartney on just a few of the tracks, too, for that game. Not his voice, but just his his songwriting ability. And uh, I can't even, you know, I, I, it was actually going through my head as we're playing, as we're supposed to be doing this intense battling and stuff, that a lot of the battles just actually were pretty frustrating. And I'm not sure if it's just like, oh, I'm just not good enough or we're not coordinating good enough or it's just maybe a bad design. You know, I I can't really, I need to spend more time with it before I can come to a final conclusion on that. But one thing I do remember is that the music was absolutely, totally nothing. What what was your thought on that? I I don't remember much of the music there either. Um, And, like, I kind of got the same feeling of, like, when I'm playing a Call of Duty game. You know what I mean? Like, the music I know mm-hmm. is there, but mm-hmm. I I will never remember the melody to it or anything. It's just kind of there mm-hmm. to add ambiance rather than there to be something memorable. Right. I think that the tools are in place when you look at the skill set and the abilities. The tools are in place to have some sort of flow and some yes. sort of synergy, not only with your own abilities, but also to synergize with your team. Um, it's just comes to a matter of right playing and spending more time in the game and, and figuring out what that is. Um, in the short time we were doing it, uh, we didn't really get to achieve any kind of flow like that, but, uh, we did beat the, we did beat the final boss after several tries, frustrating (laughs) tries. Um, but, but it did happen. I was like, okay, this, this game, you know, is is doing its thing. It's not an abomination on PC. It's definitely passable. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and uninstall this right this minute. (laughs) I don't need it. I'm never going to play it again, at least in the beta form. You know, I'll wait till final reviews come out. I'll see how many of my friends want to play it or not. Cause there's dude, this holiday season is going to get crowded. Like yeah. Far Cry Five's coming out. There's a well, lot of that's... buzz now on Call of Duty. There's, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of games coming out. Yeah, Mario, Assassin's Creed Origins, yeah. which I think, by the way, yeah. come out in the same day. Wolfenstein oh, really? Two um, also comes out that day. <gasps> Dude, wait. Oh, okay. Wolfenstein Two's this year. I thought it was next yes. year. It's coming out the same day Mario, the new Mario comes out, and the same day no. that Assassin's Creed Origin comes out. Well, forget well, Assassin's I know, Creed, but but it, it's a very <laughs> yeah. like that's just a very bumpy day, um, Dude. Yeah, and then the beginning of next year is just packed full. Well, spring I'm, next year is ridiculous. I'm sure things will get bumped. They always do, right? Yeah. Something always doesn't make it. But I didn't realize that uh, Wolfenstein comes out this year. I thought that was 2018. Yeah, 
it, that's exciting. This this year is pretty packed right now. I mean, like, uh, I don't know if you guys are interested, but Divinity Original Sin Two is coming out next month. That's a thing. Yeah, I'm two wands. Yeah. Yeah. Snap into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. South Park: The Fractured Butthole, Tuesday, yeah. October seventeenth. Yeah, it's like there's so much coming out this year, and I. October seventeenth. So that I, so if that game was getting delayed, it would have been announced already. Yeah, probably. Okay. I I never thought I'd say this, but I wish games would stop coming out for a little bit. <laughs> just just yeah. for a little bit. Dude, it happened. I told you guys Madden came out of his hole, and when Madden drops, that's when video games start rolling yeah. out stupidly. Yeesh. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll pick up Destiny Two on launch. That sixty dollars price tag is a little high, I think, for that kind of game for me right now. Real yeah, quick, one hundred percent. One thing too is that I. I am hearing conflicting things on this, but apparently the PlayStation 4, 4 version is the one to get because that's the one that's getting the most content added to it. And that game in Destiny well, content is king. Like, if you don't have things to do, if you only have limited amount of strikes, then that's the whole game. So most people that are hardcore about Destiny are actually going to be playing on a PS4 um, just for that reason alone. So that's something to look out for as well. Uh, less of a value to the other platforms. It's crazy. Yeah, because uh, it's always been that whole marketing thing of like, the best destiny experiences on PlayStation kind of thing. Yeah. yeah they have that bundle yeah. coming out the white PS pro we talked about earlier. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. looks awesome. I love white consoles so much, but um, I just, I never liked the philosophy behind destiny. I, w- I was never even hyped about the original coming out um, when it was coming out. And I had a lot of people, like a lot of my friends were going ape shit over it. And I'm like, dude, this isn't really great. All you're doing, like I'm sitting here watching you play this game and you're getting just frustrated at these raids and you're doing these raids over and over to get this gun that ended up, ended up being nerfed anyway. And the next update and paying out the ass for all this DLC. None of this sounds enjoyable to well, me. It's, it's, the, it's the same grind as Diablo, but in shoot first person shooter form. Yeah, if yeah only, I get it. But no, 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 no. I'm going to take you to task for that statement. If only it was that. Like, there have been so many examples in the past of developers coming out and trying to make, like, a first-person MMO or something like that, right? Like, Destiny was sort of like that. Then you had Project Titan, which later became Overwatch. You had Huxley. You've had countless other games try and have that magic, that MMO-style feel, that persistent world where massively multiplayer, but it's first-person shooter. And just everyone has either cut back the project or toned it down or, or really, you know, kind of not delivered on that promise. And so what I'm looking for, what I'm really waiting for, it's something that feels as alive and feels as deep and as engrossing as something like World of Warcraft, but a first person shooter. And I look at it and like I feel like Bungie's the only company that could truly do that and do that justice and make that game. But for them to go back and say, you know, we tried and we're and now it's Overwatch now, like that it's almost like, well, Wait, it can't do be you done mean now. Blizzard? Do you mean Blizzard? Who did I say? You said Activision. Bungie. Oh Bungie. No, my my fault. Yeah. Blizzard, goodness. Well, they're in the same company, right? So, yeah, yeah. Blizzard, exactly. The makers of World of Warcraft, the makers of Overwatch, the makers of Diablo. They have all the tools. They have all the precedent set. They could make that first-person MMO. And the fact that they tried and kind of failed at it, to be frank, it makes me wonder. Like, I'd just love to be a fly on the wall during these development um, cycles. Like, what's going on behind the scenes where these these games just seemingly aren't fun or aren't working out? Like, why can that not be a thing? I mean. I think to World of Warcraft, I how many I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours in that, and it was incredible. And I've never had a, a gaming experience like that before, and I don't know if I ever will again. But if well, I did play something like that, the, I'd want it to be a first person shooter. I feel like what's the? Uh, I mean, there's kind of a game that is almost there, 
uh, in terms of an are MMO first person shooter. Like, uh, are you thinking of Planet Side? Planet Side Two. Yep. That's not. It's not as much. A, I mean, it is massively multiplayer, but it's like warring factions, not as much like grinding for loot. Okay. Yeah, because I never actually played it myself, but it's it's what it always sounded like to me. Part so. of the reason why Borderlands got so successful back in what 2008, 2009 when it first came out um, was because it did kind of emulate that Diablo kind of feel, and yeah, it was and it was exactly the most it successful. Yeah, it was the most successful at that. Um, yeah, drop in and drop out party play, just the endless I, quest for loot, twenty thousand different variations of guns. Like, see, I've always thought that. If Borderlands 3 ever does happen before Gearbox implodes on itself, mm. it should be an MMO. Should or shouldn't? Should. Should. I mean, or at least yeah. have have some elements of it. There must yeah, be some I, barrier to why they're not being made that way though, cuz so many yeah, like I said, so many developers sort of are going in trying to make that game and then come out with something completely different at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and honestly though, like how many times can you do the Borderlands thing though? Because I, I was playing through right. Borderlands two and Borderlands two came out and I was like, okay, this is cool. But if you don't have friends to consistently play with, this it gets old pretty quick. And that's the thing right. though, is if you do have, because I've had friends that played Borderlands two and I've racked up like 170 hours in that game because I had friends to play it with. Exactly. Right. Borderlands right. one, the first one I played over a hundred hours. I played all the expansion oh, passes, did everything, yeah. but I did it on a half screen guys. <laughs> like a vertical half screen because I had someone there to play sit next to me as well. And that mm-hmm. was like, you know, more than half of the reason why that game was so fun. Right. 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 Um, I kind of want to talk to you guys about a game that came out of early access uh, like last week, two weeks ago. Early excess. Early excess. <laughs> um, okay. So do you guys remember the game Mighty Number no. Nine? Of course. How dare you Sadly. speak that name on this show, Robert? <laughs> That is a I, bad word on the Tiny Desk podcast. I've, I've broken the taboo. I said oh. that. I said the M word. I didn't know you uh, were going to bring up Mighty Number no. Nine. Well, I thought we were going to go I, somewhere else. Well, okay. The game I played is not Mighty Number no. Nine. I would rather lose a limb than say that game is good. Um, I, oh, I, hold on, real quick. I I have no shame in admitting this to you both right now. But when I saw it? no, when okay. I saw the trailer for that Kickstarter for Mighty Number no. Nine. Like, I was getting choked up because I was so happy that that game was being made. It was like an emotional well, response I had. I was super like, yes, make this game. This looks awesome. And I didn't give him any money for whatever reason. I was probably dead broke, you know, at that time. But mm-hmm. then when the final game came out and it looked nothing, nothing like the prototypes or anything, I was like, oh, it's garbage. Do you guys, so, okay. Do you remember the launch trailer for that game? You mean the one about with the really crazy '90s esque announcer? Yeah, yeah. The anime, f- anime fans on prom. Make night. them cry like anime fans on, on prom, prom night. night. Oh god. Okay, so look, I'm I'm a pretty big Mega Man fan, especially Mega Man X. I don't know if I made it apparent on this podcast. Um, the first X. Well, all of the X's. I I just like the 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 feeling of all the X's because it's like really great side-scrolling platforming fighting Mega Man X yeah one of the greatest uh, uh, 2D uh, platformers of all time uh, and it's going to be on the Super NES Classic look forward to it yep even um, Mega Man XXX, the porn parody? Yep, that's my please favorite. Don't, okay. Please don't do this, guys. Please don't. No. It's the 30th <laughs> one. It's pretty good. Um, don't take us here. Don't take us here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Refresh. So, Mighty Number no. 9 was supposed to be like the new Mega Man, and that failed horribly, even though it had Keiji Inafune on its dev team, if I remember right. Yeah, and um, he was quoted yes. saying, we did our best. Yeah. So, uh, 
I found this game on early access like a year or two ago called 20XX, which is obviously a play on like, you know, at the beginning of every Mega Man game, it's like in the year 20XX. Um, so what 20XX is, it's a roguelike, right? Uh, but it's basically literally Mega Man X. So all the levels are procedurally generated, but oh. they've all got like the whole platforming thing. And, you know, like you can choose to play as either Nina, who is X. So like the mega buster or Ace, who is exactly like zero. So, you know, you've got the Z saber. Is this like 16 bit style? No, it's like cartoon hand-drawn graphics, but it feels oh. very good. It flows very smoothly. Um, developed by uh, Firehose Games. Um, yeah, it's, it feels really good. Like I even played it back when it was like still in early access. And I remember feeling like, man, this feels cool. This feels good. This feels like a Mega Man X game. Like they've even, yeah, they've even, they've got eight bosses and they've even got the whole, like, you know, this boss's power is super effective against that boss. Like it's, you know, it's that boss's weakness and stuff. So it does more damage and things like that. Mm. Um, but they still add in roguelike elements. So like, whoa, uh, you can change what your weapon is. So it doesn't just have to be a Z saber, for example, as uh, I was about to say zero as ace, but like he has one where he like shoots out a lance and then it comes back to him or he has another one where like in front of him is just like he's swiping like something and it's just shredding everything in front of him. Wow. Yeah. So and and like Nina, she gets like instead of a straightforward buster, she can get like a three pronged like pincer buster or like it shoots in all four directions around her, you know, so like there's different weapons and then you can increase the amount of damage those weapons can do or you can you can increase the amount of damage your powers can do like the powers you get from the bosses that sounds interesting it sounds a lot like you know the source material i'm looking at screenshots now graphics look pretty good it's definitely a throwback style Mm -hmm. um the sprites seem kind of small can you talk about that i've never felt that they were too small um i I didn't say too too small i just said they look small like you know are they smaller than you're used to with with mega man or i felt it was pretty all right honestly um yeah i never like i never felt like the hit boxes were too weird you know i always felt like whenever i got hit i deserved to get hit because i ran into an enemy or whatever um i will say like you know if if you die once that ends the run and you have to start at the beginning again and you have to like go through all eight bosses again and they've added like a final stage and i've gotten to the final stage twice and it is balls hard like i didn't even get to the boss of that stage because like the platforming is ridiculous and then when you die you have to start all over from the beginning all over unless you play like unless you play the easy difficulty then you get three lives okay do you keep your level like what do you keep nothing (laughs) okay so (laughs) you don't don't keep your you don't keep anything you don't keep xp or nothing nope um so you get these resources called soul chips um and that's the i think is the only thing you keep and you can use it to like unlock items that can randomly spawn in the world or like uh upgrades that you can start the game with and stuff like that okay but hmm. like you know if if you have your power level up to like plus 18 it doesn't start at plus 18 for your next run it looks interesting i'm looking at it yeah did you say how much yeah. it is already um it's like 15 bucks right now i think probably uh, go up when it comes out it is out it came out august oh, it's 16th out. I got you. Yeah, so it's, it's out it, of early access. Okay. It's official now. It's a 1.0 or like 1.04 or something like that. Wow. No, it looks um, cool, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I cannot recommend it enough if you want like Mega Man X style play because it feels the same. Dashing, jumping, you know, wall kicking. Yeah. Right now, it's the good. reviews are 94% very positive. So that's boding well. 
Yeah, cool, man. It's kind of it's kind of funny though because it's like I'm looking at the uh, I just kind of pulled it up on like Google Images and stuff, and uh, it's it's reminding me of Flash games almost like the logo yeah. with like the character. I was like, this looks like some Flash games I used to play back in the day. Um, right. I mean, not that that's a bad thing. I've played a lot of really good Flash games, but it just that, that sort of reminds me of the graphics and the uh, the logo and stuff. Um, but no, I'm I'm glad it's getting uh, good reviews and uh, that games like this are still very successful, especially with uh, something like a new Metroid game coming out too, right? Mm-hmm. The Samus Returns. Uh, that's getting a lot of hype around it. By the way, coming out with the, are they're releasing a an exclusive uh, new 3ds XL for the yeah. new Metroid game. It I saw looks that. Pretty slick. I saw that. Yeah, I just couldn't see myself putting money into that. I mean, I guess if you're in the market for a new 3DS, I'm, I guess some people are. Yeah. I was almost half like thinking of trading in uh, mine to get good to go towards that one just because oh, it's such a no. cool design. But oh, you got to love it. I mean, you got to want it. That would probably cost yeah. you another hundred bucks. Like we're at the tail end, though, of like the 3DS's lifespan. You it's know, about like, to I, die. It's true. And they're yeah. still charging 200 bucks flat for the new 3DS XL, which is really, really? surprising. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They haven't lowered the price at all. Hmm. Yeah, um, well, but of course that's they have Nintendo the, for you, man. Yeah, well, they have the new 2DS XL, which are charging one fifty four. but right. whatever. Well, to kind of build on this uh, retro kind of look we've got with 20XX, I also played a game uh, last night. We played a lot of games this week. We really did. It's it's, it's, it's happening now. The season is upon us. But, uh, no, I played a game, uh, Windjammers, guys, that remake of the classic Neo Geo flying power disc uh, was released on PS4 with uh, online play, which is a first for the series, obviously. They didn't have the internet back in the Neo Geo days. It literally was <laughs> Yo, not a thing. I didn't even know what this is, but I'm looking at screenshots, and this looks awesome. Bruh, Windjammers <laughs> is the shit. It is, is incredible. <laughs> it is such a fun party game, such a fun competitive game. The fact that the online netcode seems to be working really well. Um, I might actually become a long-term subscriber to PlayStation Network now because of this. Really? Uh, this, this is the game that pushes you over the edge? I'm serious, man. Yeah, this game is that good because you can only have so much fun playing against the computer. You know, right. so what I did was because I just wanted to get a feel for it, see how the emulation was working, and it seems to be on point. It has the right feel. Uh, the sounds are all there. The graphics look how I want them to look. You can also put on filters if that's your thing, or stretch it out to sixty nine ratio, which I never do. Ooh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, but you can. You know, the options there. Um, but no, I, I beat the single player kind of campaign, quote unquote. I guess I just played all the other characters and then saw the credits. Basically, took me a while. It was a good challenge, but um, the easy mode is a little bit too easy. The and then the next step up is a little bit too hard. So again, this, the where this game is really going to shine is in multiplayer, either local or online. So if I ever, you know, when I have people over here again, like for sure, this is a game that we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, pull out like Windjammers is that old classic. No one ever thought uh, we could ever find the rights to it. Data East owned it. No one knew they transferred companies, bought other companies. And we just, it was just kind of like uh, thrown to the, to the wind, right? Like, Oh, this game will never be re-released. And then finally like some, uh, I think some French company, if I uh, remember, I don't have the information for the new release, but I think they uh, went through, they secured all the rights and then they kind of remixed it and and made it ready for uh, modern consoles so it's only on playstation 4 now uh just came out again yesterday august 29th so it's uh 15 and i highly highly recommend it so you haven't seen it before colin you're looking at now what are your thoughts no um so i'm actually getting some uh, it kind of vaguely reminds me of super volleyball for the nintendo interesting uh, entertainment system interesting uh i don't know if you ever do you ever play super volleyball man? super spike volleyball you mean I think Super it's just, Spike V-Ball? Or, uh, oh, 
Excuse me, I meant super dodgeball. Dodgeball, right. Okay. That's what I meant. Uh, super dodgeball. Yeah, that one's team-based. Yeah, that one's fun. That yeah. one's team-based, but this one's just yeah. kind of one-on-one. I mean, there are yeah. parallels, certainly. Uh, this game, though, is probably one of the best-feeling kind of ping-pong games ever. It's kind of like a Frisbee ping-pong with like special like fighter game, fighting game moves. And like special, yeah, dude. I'm I'm like all about this. I'm gonna have to get this. For it's sure. it's dope. Well, okay. Well, then let me know. We should play online. That'd be fun. Yes. Let's do um, it. Let's do it. It'll be good. Honestly, I I wouldn't be surprised if they release this on the Switch though, because the Switch is getting a lot of Neo Geo ports already. I could see it going. Yeah, I could see it going places. I don't know if maybe Sony spent some money to get this on the console. I'm not sure because it did make its debut at a Sony press conference. That's oh. where it was. So that's oh, where it's now. So yeah. So I don't know if there's going to be some kind of kind of contract, but I would love to right. see this on Switch. But the good news is, well, this is crossplay. So if you buy it on either the PlayStation Vita or the PlayStation Four, you can play it on the other uh, uh, oh, platform yeah. free of charge. Nice. So that's, that's awesome. yeah. So that's good news. So to have this on Vita is is awesome. And if you again, if you've never seen or heard of Windjammers before, it is an absolute classic. There is a heavy, heavy competitive scene in France of all places. Huge, really? huge, yeah. Following <laughs> in France, like they get hardcore competitive over some Windjammers. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Jack, I kind of want to hear you talk about Madden Longshot Mode, or as some might be calling it, Telltale. Man, I feel so lucky. I got time to, I mean, right. I had to stay inside because of the storm all weekend. So like I just had really nothing but time to play games. I'm really lucky my internet and my uh, power didn't go out. But uh, Madden, I played some of that long shot mode and it's, it's real guys. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. good. Uh, That game. Oh, go ahead. Do you create your own character? Or is it one of those like you're playing as this guy? No, you are definitely a guy. Like you okay. do not create your own character. You are a, a a character like that they have predefined for you and the storyline for you. And I don't know how deep into it I want to get. I mean, it's very much like a Telltale game. It's very much like Life is Strange <laughs> with like Madden like into it. It's oh, it's can you turn really back cool. Time? You definitely do flashbacks, yeah. You definitely oh, okay. play. You definitely play like all the way from. Back time. <laughs> nice share. Uh, if you <laughs> like, you could play like in his high school days. I played a high school game like where he was on a flashback. Like we drove past his high school, and then he looked at the field. Then I played a high school game, uh-huh. and then you also play. He went to uh, U of T, University of Texas Longhorns, and uh, hook him. And uh, he, uh, you know, you play as that as well. I guess that's the closest we're gonna get to playing college ball anymore. <laughs> On video game yeah, they consoles. even have like the they had like the logos and the uniforms oh, yeah. in the game. Yeah, they like, paid because I watched a little bit of gameplay. I was like, that's crazy that yeah. they even had all that. They paid for that. Yeah, you're like in the in the room like with the coaches. Like if you have problems, I mean, there's a lot of personal. It's not just like oh, I want to be the baddest ass football player either. It's like goes real deep down. I don't want to spoil the story too much, but real deep down into the guy's like family life, his personal life, his story, his journey. Um, and he really is a long shot because he's facing a lot of adversity. It's no easy task getting where getting to the pros like you are That's really crazy. it's called long shot for a reason because no one thinks you're ever going to get there. But you have the talent and it's really interesting how the decisions you make really affect what happens later down the road. Like I, I won't say too much, but if you decide to do so much as maybe even take a selfie with somebody that could affect your draft prospects based on Holy what they crap. do with that selfie. Right. Like real life. Like it gets it goes real deep, man. So I'm saying that that Madden long shot mode, they they put a lot of money and effort in that. And that's no joke. And I th- really think for me personally, I really think it's worth the, the price of the game so far. And it's long, too. Like, OK, so when you make a decision, do they do that telltale thing in the upper left? Like John Madden will remember that. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Does it do that? The, yeah. Well, it doesn't say John Madden will remember that, but it'll say your your uh, draft prospect has either gone up or gone down. Oh, yeah. That's it'll, cool. it'll, yeah, it'll, yeah, yeah you'll get immediate feedback right away. And you're like, shit, re- reset. Like, you know, reload <laughs> yeah. this. John um, Madden is all knowing yeah, and all seeing. Madden is angry with you. <laughs> Boom. Like, wait. So the the person you're playing as is he a real life football boy or just some kind of made up? It's just but, a character. Okay. Yeah. It's it's fiction, but I mean, so this story has played itself out so many times in real life. You know, very but realistic. His best friend. Very relatable his, story. His best friend reminds me of like a character from Varsity Blues. Totally. That is yeah. his character. That totally is his character. Um, hey, Mox, they scared my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I'm looking forward to getting the pros. I'm looking forward to seeing like what it's like in the locker room. I'm sure there's going to be some really, uh, really epic, uh, you know, kind of twists and turns. And I, I would be sort of disappointed if the game, because it's so predictable, right? I hope the last level of the game is not you win the Super Bowl. Like, I'd rather be a much more grounded, right. and I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but I'd rather be a much more grounded, realistic kind of story. Not Wait. that not that super cliche rise to win the Super Bowl kind of story. That's very predictable. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, uh, what if they pull, like, a Friday, it was a Friday Night Lights where they just, they get to, like, the, the championship and they don't win. Exactly. They yeah. lose. Yeah. yeah. That's, and to me, like, games or movies like that, stories like that, like, that's what I thought was so interesting about the first Rocky movie. Was that he doesn't win. He loses to Apollo Creed, but he falls in love with Adrian. Like, I thought that was a more satisfying ending for me. Right. Wait, so, uh, based on the choices you make and all, right, does that determine actually what team you get on once your character goes to the pros? Or or is it kind of like you're set on a track? I have a feeling there is a certain track they that you will go. I don't know this, though. Okay. Um, I don't know what happens. But I have a feeling there is a sort, sort of path, but there are multiple, multiple branches and branches on branches. That you could potentially go down. Now, one thing that I wouldn't be surprised though if they if it affected what team you go to. I'm sure there's maybe like a, maybe a small subsection of maybe five or six teams that you could potentially go to, right? Mm-hmm. But another aspect of this game we're not we haven't even talked about yet is just like the simulation and the way it looks in Frostbite Engine. Now, this now I kind of understand why if you play Madden, that's the one game you play because this game is mad deep. They have franchise mode. They have a your ultimate team mode. They have, um, man, they have like all kinds of different things to get into. And that's not even talking about online. Like there are people get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be professional Madden players now. Yeah, which I, has been I a never thing. I never got that. I remember seeing people like, you know, like pro esports athletes who are like yeah. Madden players. And I'll never knock anyone for playing esports. But I'm just like, yo, you're playing a game about a real life sports game. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's an extra <laughs> yeah. level of like nerdyism, right? Yeah. Um, but one, one thing that really struck me was I just really wanted to kind of dive in cause I'm pretty familiar with the sport of football. I'm pretty familiar with video games. This is though, however, the first Madden game I've bought in at least 10, 11 years, because, uh, one time I bought wow. one, I had a really bad experience with it being so buggy and just being almost unplayable. I just like kind of traded it in nice and I swore the, the series off, but with the long shot mode, with the new additions to this game, this being, uh, the first one I bought in such a long time, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it so far. It's definitely worth the money for how much game you get. One thing I do want to say before we move on to the next topic is that this is the first time I've ever played a video game, sports video game specifically, and the commentary has actually scared me with how like accurate and good it is. Like it really is like, how did they even do this? I'm like marveling at the play by play because 
they're talking about like things I did last half, things I did, you know, last drive. Holy crap. Like there and it wow. sounds like actual TV and I'm sitting there like slackjaw like what? And it, it doesn't sound like all jilted or anything like that. You know, it sounds are, completely natural. It's the most convincing play-by-play I've ever heard in any sports game. Are these real like actual ESPN announcers or something? Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, That's they cool. are. I mean, it's the the layer of granularity to what they're talking about. They're like, well, last drive on third down, he only got four four yards. He's averaging, you know, five point three per carry. Let's see what happens this play. Like that kind of stuff. That's creepy. Dude. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I was dude. creeped out. I was like, whoa, like what's going on? How so many, I wonder how many lines of commentary they actually have to do for these games. Exactly, this is dude. To, to sound oh, like some that. really good coding too. It sounds like I know they've definitely like, upped a game. Yeah. What if it's one of those things where they only had to record like a minute of those guys talking right. and everything is procedurally That's generated? That's what I'm thinking. Like, is this an AI? Like, it's what it sounds like. It sounds like an That's... AI, but with an actual convincing human, like, you know, dialect and inflection. It's You just got to hear it. I don't know. That's crazy. The very like, first game, just in the first half, I was like, this play-by-play is freaking me out. <laughs> it was so good. So, yo, much like... Up. Much like me talking about Death Note, you are really selling this game for me, and I'm not a sports game person. Dude, just check out <laughs> check out the story mode. I'm telling you, yeah. it's long enough. I think it's 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 something worth looking into. I don't think they'll ever but break it still... out and be its own thing. They'll never do that. They'll always keep it together. But there's right. a lot of but game there. It's still no Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into Tecmo Bowl as much as people did. I think I was too young at the time. But that is a beloved so, series, man. It's fun. I was always so in a I was, I was scrolling through Facebook the other day, just real quick on a side note, and Mega64, which I think it was Mega64, released like a parody video, and it was like uh, Tecmo Bowl back in the day versus Madden now. <laughs> it was so good. And this guy like walks in. He's like, hey, son, want to play Tecmo Bowl? And he's like, all right, dad. And then, so they like sit down and they get set up and they, uh, they slide the cartridge in. They blow on it again and they put it in. They play and they're playing and have a good old time. And then it's it shows the kid grown up like later in life. He's like, "Hey, son, want to play Madden?" And so he puts it in his Xbox, and he's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> oh, it ha- and his son's like, "Oh, it has to update." So like he's like thirty minutes later. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, time to play the game. So uh, turns it on. Oh, it's got to install thirty games. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> that is totally. And, and then the they, experience. they get into the game, and then he's like, "What's going on?" Like franchise mode, exhibition <laughs> yeah. mode, long yeah. shot mode. What is all this? And then it reverts back to them playing tech mobile it's like uh, yeah i think i'm gonna play the raiders i heard bo jackson's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, then, walkers yeah, in this dude. one <laughs> yeah exactly and, and the kid's like yeah i love this thanks so much dad and he's like son want to go get ice cream they're like yeah and they flash back to the modern day <laughs> kids like what the fuck man this game sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that sounds uh, funny man yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm gonna keep playing it man so man man's a thing great to hear uh colin you played a game too right do you want to talk about yeah it? so uh you know as if i don't talk about it enough but i finally got to get my hands on yakuza kiwami i got to go back to the kamurocho district of tokyo japan and uh, continue the story of uh kazuma kiryu um and see what's going on with him so like i i cannot talk about like this the story of these games i cannot talk about it uh, how great it is enough like let me give you like the quick non-spoiler plot synopsis to give you an idea of how crazy these stories get because they just leave you wanting to know like what the hell is going on yeah 20 so seconds the plot syn- go yeah okay so when his best friend akira nishi 
oh my god, this names are too hard. When his 15. best friend Akira Nishikiyama murders their boss, Yakuza Kazuma Kiryu takes the blame to protect him and spends 10 years in prison. Upon being released, Kiryu discovers that both the Tojo clan and Nishikiyama have changed dramatically while he was away. His childhood friend Yumi has gone missing, and everyone is searching for 10 billion yen that it was stolen from the clan. As war erupts through the streets of Kamurocho, Kiryu makes his, his mission to find Yumi and the missing money, as well as to protect Haruka, a mysterious young girl whom everyone seems to are, be after. Are you reading this off a press release? <laughs> <laughs> it was That was uh, Wikipedia. Nice. The source okay, of all well, knowledge. Okay, so, so you played like five hours or so, right? Yeah, so it, it's not much different. Uh, so let me back up. Yakuza Kiwami is like a remake of the original Yakuza for uh, the PS2. It's literally like they kept all of the animations and the cutscenes, but they just redid them in, all, in the current engine okay. that was used for Yakuza 0. They added a lot of features and stuff, uh, a lot of mini games. They basically just took all the assets and then just kind of revamped them a little from Yakuza 0 and uh, then put that out. Obviously, it's only on PS4. Is it full price? Uh, no. So that's the nice thing. It's actually only $30. Nice. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah. So honestly, it's kind of an over-glorified like, standalone expansion, and they... And they change the pricing accordingly for that and so i kind of really appreciate that so I, i'm not going to fault it too much for reusing assets and all that stuff but the story is it continues on and it's actually like a 17 year time skip from yakuza zero so it's like a really long time and a lot of stuff happens um but the combat like they add like a new fights fighting style they you know uh and you only play as one protagonist this time around but it's just it's Boryakuza man, and that's all there is. That that's all you really need to know to sell me on it. Just so, put the name I, on a disc. Give it to Colin. Yeah, pretty much, dude. At this point, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, this yeah, this I, game dropped yesterday. By the way, yeah, I know that you're excited too for your your wow, Yakuza <laughs> Kiwami two, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, um, yep, Yakuza and, Kiwami two, and it's running in uh, Yakuza six's engine, mm-hmm. the Dragon Engine, as it's called, and. Um, this is another side thing, actually. But do you know the anime uh, Fist of the North Star? Yes. And it's, yeah, because uh, Yakuza team is making a game, right? Yes, they're for making Fist of the North Star. a game for that, which sounds like the perfect, dis- like not disaster, but it's it's a perfect good thing that'll happen, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. The combat is so much fun in Yakuza. I believe it, it. Honestly, in Kiwami, I feel like they upped the difficulty. Like the, the a lot of the enemies that I faced so far have been pretty damn difficult like they've had a lot of health and like they they just don't go down nearly as easily as some of the enemies did in zero mm-hmm. um but they do that thing uh where they, they do that thing like in some games where uh you start the story right and you're like you're overpowered as hell and you're kicking everyone's ass and then when kiryu goes to prison he comes out and of course he's like lost his edge quote unquote he's like rusty so they use that as an excuse to basically take away a lot of your upgrades and you have to get them back again that's and that's how you level up in the game that's actually kind of cool Basically, your your Yakuza starter kit, four items you need. Japan, Mafia, Pachinko, and ass-kicking. Pretty much. Fair enough? I mean, it's pretty much Japanese Game of Thrones, honestly. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Modern Japanese Game of Thrones. Japan of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I like it. But yeah, man, that's that's pretty much all there is to it. It's Yakuza. Oh, that's good to hear. Well, that wraps up all the games we've been playing, I think, for this week. Man, that was a lot. Yeah, well, we're actually well, playing video though. games hey, this man. time. Yeah, yeah I know. Instead it's of, like we got to make up for all lost time, man. Yeah. Uh, so let's start talking about some news. Uh, 
No, we can wait. That's the news. There it is. That's the news. So, Secret of Mana. Remember that game, guys? Sort of. Uh, I wish yeah, I, I see. I wish it was that that game, like one of those games I played when I was younger. I played one of the Mana games, but Secret Mana is definitely like up there with Chrono Trigger on my list of games to finish. Right. For I, sure. I mean, it's definitely been one of those well kept secrets of the gaming industry. Is it a well kept secret? <laughs> I thought everyone knew. I, I'm just, oh, I'm sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, over my head. <laughs> um. So yeah, it was originally released in what early '90s. I want to say '93 or '94. Um, okay. and that sounds right. Yeah. And now it's getting a super HD, like remake re-release thing with like actual sprites. Well, not like 3d, like models and stuff to replace the sprites. And it's like a whole new, like look for the world, but it's supposedly supposed to be just like a remake of the original. You know, one thing that stands out to me with secret of mana is that it was on super Nintendo, right? Two controller ports in the front. It was a three mm-hmm. players <laughs> multiplayer game. That oh yeah, you, yeah, yeah you could, that's right. Yeah, you could put in a uh, you could put in a Hudson adapter or whatever for another controller and have three players. So uh, you shared the screen and like you just kind of teamed up. And so I thought that was really cool. Obviously, I'm sure that feature will be added to this one. But this it, is a, it is confirmed. This is a classic example to me. Okay, I don't know what you guys think of this, but this is a classic example of be careful what the fuck you wish for. Because when I saw this trailer, I was like. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> really? ab- no, nothing about this. Nothing. The voice acting sounded like shite. So bad. <laughs> so bad. Mm. The graphics. Like, I don't yeah, want to look, man. Bad. Look at Final Fantasy. Um, look what they did to Final Fantasy three on the DS. Look what they did to Final Fantasy four on the DS. They ruined those. Ga- Not ruined them forever, but they didn't do the, the series any favors. I don't mm. expect this to be good. I don't expect to like this. It's just my yeah. thoughts. The the voice acting wow. like killed it for me. And, yeah, I, and here's the thing. It's a great timeless 2D RPG. There is nothing wrong with Secret of Mana right now as it is. You can buy it on Wii U. You can buy it on Wii. You can buy it on Virtual Console. You can buy it on 3DS probably. You can buy it. Uh, it'll be on the SNS Classic. Obviously, no one's going to get that one. But, you know, like... This will not improve the image of Secret of Mana. It'll introduce it to, it'll bastardize and introduce it to a whole new generation of of players that'll wonder probably what the big deal was. I hate to be so pessimistic, but it's like, tell, all right, Colin, you seem like saddened by this. (laughs) Look at your face. You look so solemn. It's just, (laughs) it's a game that I was like, I'm like really looking forward to play. I was going to play the original anyway, regardless if this was ever a thing Mm -hmm. anyway. But, um, I don't know. Like, I didn't think it was that bad considering it's coming out on the Vita. I obviously the the voice acting was a little iffy towards or for me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also know it's getting dual audio, so you'll you'll be able to switch it to Japanese if you want to, and and just run it with subtitles, which is fine. The original um, game doesn't have any voices. It doesn't need them. It was. All and text. here's the thing: if you're playing RPG on Vita, you're playing Undertale, my friend. That's the one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Dude, I have so many JRPGs on my Vita. It's it's well, stupid. Yeah, so, but Undertale's eight hours. True. For one run. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's about 10, 12 hours to see yeah. the whole game. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, I just, I looked at this trailer and I wasn't all that impressed, even by, like, the looks of it. Because I remember, I think it's Mm-mm. coming out on PS4 as well and PC. And, and PC? I think so, yeah. You could, like, you can, uh, not pre-order on Steam, but you can, like, add it to your wish list on Steam right now. Ooh. And I remember looking at those graphics and thinking, like, is this a, is this a 3DS game? Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, they, they look like 3DS yeah. sprites. 
it's yeah, bad okay, looking, that's, that's man. a fair assumption. I, I, I was I was underwhelmed for sure by the yeah, graphics. Like the lighting. But when they said Vita, I kind of got it a little bit more. But then again, like I said earlier, Ease Eight's coming out, and it's going to be on PS4 and Vita, and it looks really good on the Vita, dude. But mm. wait two so. months, another Ease will appear. There's like so many Ease games coming out now. Well, all yeah. the time. to be fair, there. Ease Origins was the last one that came out before this one, and that was actually an older game. It was out on a, a, a different platform. I don't know. Uh, and it's like being brought to another one. That's why it's in the press now. Um, but I don't know. Like, yeah, Ease 8 looks great, and I I, don't, I guess so it doesn't really excuse how the graphics look in uh, the Secret of Mana remake. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't think they were horrible, but they're not impressive by any means. Yeah, speaking of things that aren't impressive, let's talk about the Xbox One. Uh, so... Microsoft is officially not like their factories are not making any more original Xbox ones like the ones mm-hmm. that launched what three years ago four years right. ago now yeah, right uh, thank God yeah those are not being manufactured anymore I mean there's probably still some on the shelf because no one's buying them um, but they're now only going to be manufacturing the new Xbox one s and the upcoming to be released on November 7th Xbox one X. Yeah, all those parents out there getting confused during the holiday season and buying their own console for their kid. Yeah, seriously. It is creating a lot of market <laughs> confusion, isn't it? Having that naming convention. S and X. Yeah, that's... that's They're pretty close. Easily, easy slip of the tongue there. Yeah. yeah. I hope they don't make an Xbox One E. See, oh, this... Oh, I mean, please. this is always, like, bound to happen. Like, I mean, you're sitting in marketing rooms. You're sitting in, you know, economics class. It's whenever these two lines on a graph intersect of like cost versus profits right that's why they're discontinuing this because it's more expensive to make the old one than it is to making the new one now so once those lines kind of cross they're like all right cut it it's discontinued now we're moving on and yep. thank the heavens because that is one of the ugliest nastiest stupidest consoles <laughs> ever made yeah i will it will not, not be missed it will not be remembered fondly most especially the uh connect like oh boom. yeah it, it's kind of and looked at that launch that console at $500 kind of looked at as a definite uh, inflection point of when that company started going downhill. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you can't set a vertical, by the way. Right. As you learn the hard way. Yeah. You're <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You can't play disc on that damn thing. Vertical. Guys, yeah, real quick. I, oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. Well, no, go ahead. I was going to say, well, this is off topic, but like real quick breaking news. I was just looking up on Steam. Uh, I guess Ark Survival evolved a game I literally paid for like two years ago. Apparently, it just got released. Like It's yeah. out now. It's uh, officially it out, out. Yeah, it came out yesterday to mixed reviews. Oh, it's no longer early access. Exactly, dude. It's been like years. Like Since I built my PC in 2015, it's been in early access and I've owned it. But I guess it's uh, out now. Mixed reviews. Um, did Epic make this game? I don't know. I I don't sure. really follow Ark. I always found it to be one of those like uh, early access, you know, like jewels that really right. isn't that great. <laughs> right. No, I, I tried to get into it. It seemed like it was trying to be more hardcore version of Minecraft where you ride dinosaurs, which sounds kind of cool on paper. But I mean, it's popular for a reason. I just haven't really put the time into it. But that's all. I just want to say, oh, shit, that's out. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, so Half-Life, uh, Half-Life 2. You guys played that game, right? Oh, yes. Like, all, all the episodes... Like, here... Okay, I'm coming off of, like, Super Left Field because I've never played a Half-Life game. I just learned today that there are, like, multiple episodes of Half-Life 2. <laughs> you just learned yeah, that today? I had to break it down for Robert. Yeah, yeah I had like, to break it down for Robert what? a little bit. <laughs> Look, Half, Half-Life isn't what... Like, I know the name... No, I don't know the nor- a name. What's his name? Morgan? Mo- Gordon Freeman. Gordon, Gordon, Gordon Fre- The Freeman. Gordon Freeman. Yeah, G-Man. Yep. Oh man, Robert! Yeah, These, no, I don't know a Half-Life, thing about Half Life. I would argue 
that Half-Life 2 is one of the most important video games to come out in our lifetime. I would put no, it out there. It's a, it's a seminal I, release. I'll believe it. What, what do you think, Colin? You back me up or you disagree? Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, it changed the, the face of modern shooters as we know it. It's a very, very important game. We probably wouldn't have the Call of Duties and the Battlefields the way we know them today, for sure. So much about that game, I remember. I mean, I, I forgot a lot because, what, it's 10 years since we saw Episode 2 on that massive, massive cliffhanger. It's it is ten years now. I don't know if we should just spoil it, but like, it, it you know it was it was awesome. Honestly, series. I don't remember a crazy amount about the story. Of course, I remember the cliffhanger ending. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but well, I don't remember the nitty gritty details. Right. So well, why are we talking about this? Yeah, the reason we're bringing up Half Life is uh, one of the old writers who is part of Half Life, right? Like the Half Life writing team. Um, yeah. He recently published essentially a fanfic. Um, he called it like what epileptic three or something. It, it was <laughs> epistle three, epistle three. Yeah. Which is basically episode three. And he like gender swapped the two of the characters. Um, but people are kind of taking this as like a f- almost official, like this is totally what half-life two episode three would have been if, mm-hmm. if, if it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark uh, Laidlaw. Yeah. Is the writer that worked on the series and he was, uh, recently left, uh, valve, uh, last year. So, Uh, now he's kind of gotten around to this quote unquote fanfic now. And it just so happens to kind of substitute names for certain things. And when you, when you kind of get the hint of what he's talking about, it definitely sounds like this half light episode three now, which is like unbelievably awesome to hear. But at the same time, it also is kind of sad because this coming out and being made public almost sounds like the final nail in the coffin that will never actually see a half life three. Like it's, so it's a real bittersweet. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've noticed uh, Laidlaw's. He's continuously saying, "Like guys, like I just, I just happened to publish it today on the anniversary. Like it just, it just, it was a coincidence. I didn't plan this." And right. he's going on like, "I mean, you know, who knows if this will happen? I'm just speaking as a fan. Like I'm not, I'm not saying this is official or anything." Right. Yeah. It was just fanfic, guys. It's just something yeah. I thought of. Like, no, this is totally what, and it makes total sense. It goes with the continuity of the story. Um, man, if I know there's probably a lot of people listening that may have never played Half-Life 2, let alone the episodes one and two, but seriously, one of the most important games to come out in the last 30 years, like it's it introduced like linear storytelling in first person shooters. The, the first Half-Life did for me. And then mm-hmm. the second yeah, one and it still holds it. up too. It does. Oh yeah. Half-Life 2 totally, um, holds up. There's something interesting here as well. There's a yard gnome, like a very just normal looking yard gnome that is in the beginning of the game or near the beginning. And you have this gun, this gravity gun that can like pick up and move objects. If you take that gnome all the way to the end of the game, (laughs) which is like, which is like 50, 60, like real world, like miles away from where you are. If you take it the whole time, you get like an achievement or you get a special ending or something like that, but they reward (laughs) that. And like, I remember like a real tricky part is like, there's a real long, like dune buggy section where you're driving this dune buggy across the country and you have to like find a way to bring the gnome with you across the country. <laughs> That's crazy. It's pretty sweet. Just put it in the, just put it in the passenger seat, right? Or oh, wait, no, man. there isn't one. Is there? No, it's, it's a, it's tricky to do. It is doable, but oh, they don't right. make it easy for you. But that game, man, uh, it's, 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 we're never going to see Half-Life 3. It's so sad, man, but I've always wanted at least, I mean, at least finish that story because with the cliffhanger, like, I don't know. Should we just say what happens? I don't know. I, I, mean, th- I think we should probably, like, move on, actually. Okay. The cliffhanger, yeah, the yeah. cliffhanger is is so good. So, I mean, check out the story. You can Google it yourself and, and read. But this is uh, this is Half-Life 3's story kind of made public. 
Yeah. So like Jack said, it's probably likely we're not going to see a Half-Life 3, but you know what we will be able to see because everyone asked for it and everyone's so excited for this? Uh... Uh, we get to see Assassin's Creed in our Final Fantasy and some Final Fantasy in our Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you were you were you playing through Final Fantasy 15 with Noctis and your boys just running across and the, all the lands and driving in your car and be like, you know, it'd be cool if fucking Noctis would dress as Altair. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I remember back in, in 2000, uh, 2008, 9, where I was playing as Ezio and I was thinking, man, this is cool and all, but I wish I could like throw my sword and teleport to whoever it hit, you know, uh. like... <laughs> It's, yeah, this is I a mean, weird so, one. I never saw it, this coming. This is totally it's so out of left never field. in a million years that I ever see this happen. Yeah, so like Ubisoft and Square Enix are kind of teaming up and like their their flagship franchises, I guess, are like yeah. cross promoting. So I think actually this week the Final Fantasy 15 Assassins update Today, or something as we speak. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um they're having an Assassins update or something where uh you get like costumes that basically makes all your boys look like assassins like with the white robes and the hood and everything and there's actual mm-hmm. like parkour like they've implemented some system of parkour that's kind which it actually makes me pretty happy it's kind of cool yeah it, honestly it looks weirdly cool like i don't know if i boot up <laughs> final fantasy again to like play it mm. but... oh, i'm definitely gonna have to check it out <laughs> I just because just to mess around with it like at least it's free you know it's better than mm-hmm. like hey you want to buy our cross promotional marketing material you know like that'd be shitty but it's a free update that's nice and then i think uh in assassin's yeah. creed origin when that comes out in like october uh like there's i don't really know the details exactly but somehow your main character was his name bayek or something he mm. can get some weapons from final fantasy 15 or something he, he, I mean, they showed the, the the promo poster painting thing or whatever, and it showed him with the uh, the engine blade. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if he gets that. I don't know if it's like a hidden item. So this is free know. across both franchises. Then you're not you're not gonna have to get a season pass or something stupid like that. It's just an update. Yeah, okay. it's just a free yeah. update. I guess you can't complain too much festival. with that. I mean, you know, it's like having your cake in it too. I guess, but yeah, just so weird. I wonder what it, uh, whether like kind of mashups they're planning in the future with final fantasy with this kind of thing going on i yeah, can see uh, kinda, yeah good i just kind of came out of left field right. i mean nobody expected uh marvel versus capcom you know you know what i mean Back in like, the day. Yeah. but yeah, that yeah one, if you think about it yeah. like it's a very random thing it's like hey let's take marvel characters throw them into a fighting game and then pit them against street fighter and other capcom characters mm-hmm. like, it worked out though it did. It did. I and mean, it's like, huge. Look, Marvel v. Capcom three, right? That's coming out pretty soon, actually. Four. Is it f- infinite? Is infinite, it, oh, yeah, yeah. infinite. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's still going on strong. Uh, we'll see, you guys. I mean, yeah, there was Mario and Rabbids that worked out. So <laughs> Mario and Rabbids <laughs> there, happened. There is room yeah. for some reason. I, I can't wait for my Uncharted Mario uh, crossover. Dude, Ubisoft Please. is like doubling down on these like partnerships, right? Square oh, Enix, yeah. Nintendo. Oh man, that oh. Far what? Cry Five. What would that mash up well with? Far Cry Five, um, mm. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Yo, oh my God. You get to oppress if, all the Disney <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. What if you have to help Sora out, and then in Kingdom Hearts Three, there's a world no. that's Hope County, Montana. Dude, no. Sora. Sora becomes <laughs> the to Hope County, Montana. Sora becomes the megalomaniac, like right. He's like the dictator. <laughs> On a throne of skulls, okay, of goofy skulls. 
<laughs> oh, no, it God. would be more like Donald because Donald never heals anyone, so he just deserves <laughs> to die. That's God, it. That, Far Cry and Kingdom Hearts mixed up. I want it now. Yves Guillermo, make it happen. I would spend money on that. Oh, same. That's worth a few um, doubloons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I know we talk about players unknown, player unknowns, battlegrounds a lot on this podcast, and we kind of say the same story but on a different scale. Uh, so so we're I, about to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, we're about to do it again. Uh, so Dota two, the like historically most played game on Steam, uh, is can't really say that for like officially all the time. Uh, player unknown battleground actually had more concurrent peak players or concurrent players at one point like last weekend than dota 2 it's breaking every single record it, yeah and on top of that it surpassed uh counter-strike global offensives record for like all time most concurrent players on at once i honestly i know this is like just a term that people throw around but i honestly mean it when i say i never thought i'd see the day where Dota 2 and Counter-Strike were not on top. You know? Like, this is crazy. This is... I thought this was going to be, like, a semi-popular game. Like, people would know it if you brought it up casually among gamers. But this is, like, all of a sudden now the biggest game in the world, kind of. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it's not even out, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I can kind of see it, like, surpassing CSGO. Just because I feel like there's an overlap in, like, a person that plays CSGO and a person that plays PlayerUnknowns. That's probably not mutually exclusive. You know? Like, I feel like people would dabble in both. Like, it's, it's not that hard to imagine. But CSGO is so contingent. Its popularity is so contingent on its pro scene. That's why right. you come to that game, right? So... Is the pro right. scene on PUBG like really blowing up like that, or is this a bunch of casuals? <laughs> you said the c word again. Ah, oh, the c word. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I know that they've added like sprays in PUBG of like the different teams' logos and stuff, mm-hmm. like the pro teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they had some kind of invitational recently. I don't really know how big that got because I didn't watch it. Um. But yeah, I think it's crazy that it surpassed Dota 2 because like Dota 2 is like it hits it casually hits one million players on at a time. Yeah, like on a Tuesday, right? Like, yeah, it's like yeah. it ain't no thing. Yeah, ev- everyone likes playing Dota 2. Do, do we um, have the official record breaking number? Um, I think I can pull it up here. Okay, so let's see. Uh, on Sunday, or so yeah, I guess um four days ago, uh, Brendan Green, you know, player unknown himself, the man, he the said, myth. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend, creating that ultimate battleground. On on August twenty seventh, the game peaked at eight hundred and seventy seven eight hundred seventy seven thousand players, nearly eight hundred seventy eight thousand players. This is to keep and, in mind too. This is a Steam record. Wow. Like I would venture to guess that maybe Minecraft might have more at, at uh, its peak. Right. You know, I'm only guessing here. I don't have the hard data, but like this is on Steam specifically, where most of the games are played by the most people. Right. Traditionally, and at at that point, that was a almost thirty five thousand player lead over Dota two. That's so unreal, man. Yeah, incredible. The loot system too in that game, is, or the the loot box or whatever unlocking system, the reward system, however you want to call it, is so broken and jank too. <laughs> yeah. there's so much jank in that game. That game is jank. It's like uh, it's like Skyrim on PS three. I feel like I mean oh it's it's getting it's like, better. It's like Skyrim without mods. Yeah, it's getting better, but it's like there's so much broken about it. I I love that the we talked about the horn update and all that. Like <laughs> yeah. like they're gonna. Have to, 
I love it as it is, but they're gonna have to do something about it. But hey, man, that game is good. I still continue to deign to play it. I haven't really spent a lot of time, um, you know, in it as much as I want to. In fact, while we're doing this podcast, I had a friend try and ping me and get me to play. I'm like, dude, I'm, play- I'm doing a podcast <laughs> now. Can't now's not a good time, but but yeah. it's it's blowing up in a huge way, man. Happy I know, to say, crazy. I was one of the early ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just going to build my imaginary PC and hurry up and play already. Jeez. You're not allowed I mean, to talk about that anymore, Colin. Or, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm just hey, done talking just, about it. I'm not going to say anything until it's actually a thing. Just buy an Xbox One X before you can't buy them anymore, and then you can play it in uh, like half a year. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, Do it, man. And so lastly here, I don't want to spend too much time on this because okay. like, we don't have many details, uh, but Nintendo had a spotlight today, a little uh, stream where they kind of showcased a bunch of their indie games that are coming to the Switch. You just kind of like rebuild hype for it. A majority of those games, I've like, they were announced there, you know, it was like the first time anyone's heard of them probably. Um, there wasn't that much that stood out. Honestly, I think like once some of those smaller games get a lot more like marketing geared toward them directly, I think it'll be cooler to see what they can do. But at this point, it was kind of like a rapid fire, like here's a 30 second trailer of this. And then here's a really bad pun that leads into the next game we're going to talk about. And 30 <laughs> seconds of that. Was there Wait, any oh. I have a question. Was there any Reggie fils like staring like dead eyed into the camera talking about how he's <laughs> out for blood? <laughs> No, um, it wasn't Reggie on this one. It was some some guy who's like the leader of their indie initiative or whatever, Nintendo America. But there was a point where this guy, he didn't have a lapel mic, so it was a boom mic. And there's a game that they announced that was like break, like, you know, it's breakdancing rhythm game. You know, like you put in your breakdancing rhythms and get a score. <laughs> but he was talking about like, you ready to drop some mad, mad beats, yo? And then he grabs the boom mic from above oh. him pulls it down and just starts beatboxing into it for like five <laughs> seconds and i'm like i need help oh, i need an no. adult and then he stops because he realizes this is stupid and it's like here's the game <laughs> wow yeah wow. um oh dude no, i'm not it, entirely yeah. surprised to hear this i mean nintendo's yeah. they've Can gone we, a weird just, way it's just stop with the live stuff please yeah i mean dude they're they're getting real street now aren't they they're beatboxing they've got luigi dabbing like they got mario <laughs> how, how do you do follow kids yeah e is, is for everyone E is ooh. for dabbing you got the esrb i, I haven't forgot that con you scarred me dude you got the esrb <laughs> and nintendo chumming it up chumming it yep. up Ooh, drinking um in. But some highlights, I think, that like I went through it and I found like these games to be pretty worth talking about or at least mentioning. So Super Meat Boy is getting a sequel, mm. a proper sequel, and it's coming to the Switch. It's called Super Meat Boy Forever. That game is like pretty critically acclaimed. You know, it's kind of a indie darling back when indie was first becoming a real big thing. You can punch yeah, now. Hella fun. It, hella frustrating. Is this coming out yeah. concurrently on other uh, platforms or is this like a Switch exclusive um, or a Switch timed exclusive? I, I have no clue. I just saw the release dates on okay. the video itself. Okay. Um, so that's coming out 2018. Uh, Shovel Knight King of Cards. I think it's like an expansion to Shovel Knight is coming out also early 2018. Uh, let's see here. They had a couple like there's an RPG, but like it's golfing. <laughs> but it, Bro, it's like yes. a yes. golf story. Golf with- story. I was waiting for this. This game looks awesome. Yo. This game looks awesome. I'm not even kidding. It, it just You're shaking looks your funny head at me, Robert. 
I mean, I'm I'm someone who doesn't find golf entertaining at all, but it what? looks funny. Dude, one of the first games I bought on my Switch was Neo Turf Masters. No, no I'm Neo talking Geo. golf the golf the real sport. Oh, fuck all that. Yeah. Golf <laughs> No, golf <What>? sucks. <laughs> I'm <laughs> talking about golf video games, dude. <laughs> Golf video games are really fun for the most part. Uh, also of note, we didn't really bring it up, but everybody golf's uh, just got released. Everybody's golf. Everybody. I, apologies. I have. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, is yeah. everybody a, everybody is a golf? Everybody's golf. Is that what it's called? Am I saying right? possessive? Yes, okay. it's every, yeah. everybody's uh, possessive golf. On PS4, yes. and it's like the it's yeah. basically the sequel to Clap Hands is uh, uh, Hot Shots golf. Oh. Yeah, Hot Shots so, golf. Yeah, dude. Like I, yeah. I love me some golf games, but golf is a like an actual sport. Like, nah, I'll go to a driving range and hit a few balls. Like, you know, like that's fun, but I never play actual golf. Fair nah, enough. Arcadey sports games. That's where it's at. Neo Turf okay. Masters, the killer app for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> uh, Neo Turf. Okay. Let's see other games they announced at the Nindy Spotlight. So they announced that Kentucky Route Zero, which Colin you were excited about. So um, I'm. I don't really. I just saw a trailer for it and I had no idea what it was, but the trailer like really set a nice mood and I have no idea what the gameplay is. Like, what is it? it it's, it's a storytelling game. I've never played it myself, nor have I seen gameplay, but it, it looks like a low poly telltale game. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm gathering from it. Interesting. Um, it's very episodic. <laughs> I remember hearing about this game for the first time, like two years ago and it's still not done. They still haven't released the fifth episode. Um, but they, when they release it on the Switch next year, 2018, they'll also release it with the final episode. And I think the final episode will also drop on like Steam and wherever else the game is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on it then because it, it like the the visuals of it really interest me, and the trailer was really moody and atmospheric and dark. Right. So I was kind of sold on it. Uh, let's see. There's uh, Nine Parchments, which is like a four player wizard co op game by the people who behind Trine. If you guys have ever played that game, fun. It sounds like it sounds like Magicka. It, it yeah, but like better. Um, it's it's not like ARPG style kind of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And then probably like the crowning thing for me at least is uh, Suda Fifty One's No More Heroes. Travis okay. Strikes no Heroes. Back. Yes. Yeah. So that's coming out to the Switch, and I'm actually really excited about that because I never owned a Wii or a Wii U, so I've never played the you know. Oh really? No More Heroes. I own. I owned the second one because I got it for cheap for the Wii, and I still haven't played it yet. But they remade a uh, or they ported anyway. Uh, I think the first one to the PS3, and I think I might actually get that version mm. uh, because motion controls be damned. Um, I was going to say the second one is supposedly the one to get, and then I was wondering if this is coming to Switch if it is going to have the motion controls because that was a yeah. part of it. That was an integral part of it um, with the that's true. on the Wii. So who knows? Yeah, so I'm excited to see this. Suda Fifty One has a very interesting uh, take when it comes to games. You know, like Chainsaw Lollipop was. Lollipop chainsaw. Lollipop chainsaw. Or lollipop chainsaw, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very weird game. Close that phone book. Um, <laughs> What's a phone book? Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow pages, you know? Um, so that should wrap us up for the news. And I'm going to hand it over not to Jack for this week, but to Colin, who's going to read us a would you rather for this week. Okay, so let, let me preface a little bit, just a little bit. Uh-oh. So how much would you say that you travel or you plan to travel enough okay uh for me like, like i don't know i'm not i like traveling it's just fine you know maybe like once a year i'll take a vacation or something 
Okay, so I don't know. So you probably would say you travel as much as just as much as you need to, right? Pretty much, yeah. I'm not a big. Okay. I'm not a. Uh, there's so much to see and do here. Like I need to figure out Austin before I start going elsewhere. Is this Fair a misdirect? Enough. Does the question have nothing to do with traveling? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> no, it has to do with traveling. I just was kind of getting a gauge of how much time you guys spend traveling, uh, for that matter. Um, so my would you rather is, and I put a little bit of thought in this. Hopefully it goes over well, but this is completely original. Would you rather? I didn't pull this from anywhere. Proud of you. Yes, Good job. me too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so would you rather only be able to travel by car, but live twice as long? Or have the ability to teleport and only live half as long. As what? As like the average as human a, life? Like a, an average human so life, like yes. six, like let's say like 55 years or 50 years and you can teleport anywhere or live 200 years plus and just have to drive everywhere. Right. So you couldn't, you couldn't fly. You couldn't, you couldn't now, go overseas via ship. Yeah. Question. Could I drive my car into a ferry and then the fairy carry me while I'm in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even like imagine that. Like I would never even imagine that loophole. Hey, the rules are rules. I guess so. Yeah, he's got a point. I mean, I guess it's it's I guess it's palpable. <laughs> okay, um, palpable and tangible. Okay, so a- another important question I have for this: it, when you say live half as long or live twice as long, so does that mean like at the Let's say I'm living half as long. At the age of 40, am I an 80-year-old by like like physiology or am I a 40-year-old who's going to die in 10 years? Hmm. Your 40-year-old's going to um, die in 10 years the way I think. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be a little bit more forgiving. So let's let's just say yeah, you you age normally, but okay. like <laughs> Yeah. Then okay, imagine so the, what you look like when you're 200. Double, yeah, when you're 200, are you're you like just a clump like, on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so let let I guess I can make an exception there just to make it a little bit more forgiving. So uh-huh. like if you're living to be like 200, you're going to age like half as fast. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Just whatever. Okay, I yeah. get what you're saying. I get okay, what you're saying. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um Ugh, hmm. I really don't like driving that much. Okay, so teleportation, is there a limit? What are the rules? So teleportation like I mean obviously you can I mean you can teleport anywhere on the earth that is like like no you can't like obviously travel somewhere that's like oh hey I want to travel to the center of the earth or somewhere like crazy okay, on the surface off of the, the earth, wall underground yeah. yeah basically on the surface of the earth like the known geography do, of the earth do I need to have been there before like is this a fast travel video game kind of a thing <laughs> or like can I just think yeah. I no. want to go to London no. are there towers you need to like unlock like <laughs> compounds yeah. no yeah you have to uh, climb all the towers in London and like synchronize <laughs> Syn- them I need to synchronize okay, okay. yeah um, hmm. are there like piles of hay I need to jump into <laughs> <laughs> so is the teleportation instant basically like, like literally one second you're here next second you're there um but that's yeah. a weird question yes. of course what other that's teleportation perfect. is there i mean it's teleportation yeah see here's the move okay, okay. instant transmission dragon ball Good. z All right, sorry, do you have a do you have a verdict yet or you still got questions oh i i know my i know my verdict but i'm okay. willing to ask more questions i really hate driving a lot i don't i don't know if i have any questions i'm just sitting there thinking like which one would i rather do okay. the next question if i chose teleportation could i still drive could i still get on a plane could i still do other forms of transportation yeah, but why would you want to? I mean, exactly. But, you know, like, but here's the thing. There, there is some merit to like going on a drive. 
Oh, well, you know. yeah, if you want to do it for leisure, that's one thing. But right. if you're trying to do it, you know, your daily commute or you're traveling across the world and you don't want to pay travel expenses or something like that. Okay. This may be my final question, but I'm not 100% because my mind's kind of going. Let's say I want to take a three-week vacay to, like, Tokyo. I pack yeah. my bags, pack my suitcases, and I teleport. Does the suitcase come with me, or do I need to FedEx, you know, ship that? Good question. Yeah, if you're holding so something, does only, it come with you? Only what you can carry. Oh, oh you cool. can carry a lot. You carry yeah. your, you carry your <laughs> significant <laughs> other. Yeah, if the, if the instant transmission is less than a second, I can carry whatever I need to. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And the thing, oh, I mean, shit. here, think about this. Uh, yeah, and then plus you have teleportation so you could like come back and just make multiple trips i mean shit right you could be like oh hey i feel like spending the night in tokyo fuck it why not like you know what okay. I mean? so i think we might be drawn to a conclusion here so yeah i so, i don't want to i don't know if i want to be that old like i don't know like i would run out of things to do or want to do and then of course we talked about this before like everyone would be kind of dead around you too Mm-hmm. So like every so mm-hmm. it's almost like I mean it would be scary but it would be a much more fulfilling life I think if you lived half as long so we were saying what fifty and you got to tell because right. the first place I'm going is Floyd Mayweather's like bank <laughs> right oh my god that's the first yeah. place I'm teleporting Dude, you, you could do a lot of shit with teleportation and that's the thing like when I say live half as long right because you're not you're, you just don't have to spend any time at all on transportation and mm-hmm. getting to places mm-hmm. you can just be there yeah yeah. So you would never really play Switch then. <laughs> that cuts in your Switch. That cuts in your well, Switch I time. Need, so. I still no, need no, to poop. You can, I still need to poop. No, so. dude. Well, you yeah, but the thing the is, you can play your Switch toilet. fucking anywhere. <laughs> is, well, you that? need to be. You, you need to be Jack. You need to be holding it. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of holding but, my poop. But the thing that would be that's another. That's another like that's so gross. <laughs> I can't even think right now. Uh, that's another benefit, though, of being able to teleport is you never have to wait for the bathroom. You never have to wonder where the bathroom is because you could always just teleport to your bathroom and then go back to, you know, the grocery yeah. aisle. Like, you know, within <laughs> can, seconds. Can you, you watch know? my card for me? I need <laughs> yeah. to go back home. It's like, and poop. how Blink. long are you going to be? Just yeah. five minutes. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. No, I, I think I'd have to take that. You know, the brightest star burns the shortest amount of time i know i lost it yeah <laughs> the brightest flame burns quickest okay that yeah so yeah. so let's extrapolate a little bit because jack mentioned like the whole if i live 200 years everyone around me dies now what if this were a world where everyone makes this decision like you reach 18 and then like then yahweh god allah kind of just speaks in your head and is like hello you have reached the age of 18 would you like to a yeah. drive everywhere but live for basically forever, or teleport wherever you want but live half as yeah. long? Choose your spec so, tree right now. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, this is a world where you like, you know, you go to the bars and you talk to people. It's like, oh, hey, what's how are you? What's your path in life? Oh, I'm the teleporter. So you know, like, I don't live as long as you probably, but hey, I get wherever I want to faster. Hmm. <laughs> what do you say to that? World, okay. <laughs> if this is a world like that. Then I think the two hundred year old thing wouldn't be so bad because you just need no. to find a club. You need that's to a, find a support group. That's a lot of ifs, Robert. <laughs> yeah, man. This is would you rather? This is a game all about ifs. No, this is all serious hardcore. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sticking with my original answer. I think I would teleport. Teleportation is too uh, attractive a power. Oh, same. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, I mean, I w- I would definitely 
give up half my life to just go anywhere I want instantly. Like, yeah. you know, I can almost actually pull off the Goku, like, instant transmission Kamehameha shit. Like, that That in Uh-oh. and of itself is so worth it. Just the idea of, like, <laughs> cosplay as Goku, cosplay that scene, and then actually disappear, and people are like, what the fuck? Where'd he go? What the shit? <laughs> Dude, and you could also cosplay as Frodo from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Do the bar scenes like, oh, he disappeared! Would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Alright, well, yeah. Do you guys want to add anything else? Power. Is that it? No, I mean, I mean, it's it's. I don't know. Like, I I wanted to make it a little, kind of cut and dry. I didn't want to make it too too crazy. But I am proud that I made that up myself. Thumbs Everyone, up. give a round of applause. You cannot yes. see it or hear it, but I'm giving a thumbs up. <laughs> what 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 sound does a thumbs up make? This sound. Deep. Yes. <laughs> if a thumb goes up and no one's there to see it, does it make a sound? <laughs> Wait. If you give a. If, <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> this so no like oh, what? what sound does it make when you hit the like button on facebook is it is it sound isn't like a pop i don't noise? know what facebook is so i never I go know. there so it's a place i hear it's it's, it's similar to netflix you'll figure justin it out. timberlake invented it that's what i know so well, you can only you can only do thumbs up and thumbs down on netflix now so <laughs> i don't know what netflix is either <laughs> i got a lot to learn guys this is the week i become a man all right, next week we'll talk about Facebook at, at length. Uh, <laughs> so, no, but uh, guys, thank you again for listening. We appreciate our audience. We appreciate uh, just you guys spreading the word again. If you like this podcast and it enriches your life in any way, just, you know, uh, let your friends know this is the way we promote. This is the way we get bigger. And so, you know, we have uh, listeners in, in Europe as well as across America, uh, and it's growing every day, so every week. So we appreciate you guys. Um, if you have any responses to Would You Rather or you have any ideas for Would You Rather that you'd like us to read on the podcast, you can email us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also tweet that to us at tinydiscpodcast or use the hashtag tinydisc, not hashtag TDP. Um, Please, you know, if you do enjoy the show, leave us a review on iTunes. No matter where you get your podcast from, iTunes reviews do help us a lot. And uh, we also now have a YouTube channel at Tiny Disc. So we're uploading our podcast there if YouTube is your preferred channel for, like, listening to stuff. And we'll be uploading a bunch of clips there as well, you know, for, for you know, if you want to show your friends kind of like, oh, this one funny scene that we did or something, um, you can probably check it out there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a tiny disc group and we also have a tiny disc page that you can like, and we usually leave our updates there. Um, Colin, you have a small update to give about the Facebook group. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so the tiny disc Facebook group, I used to do, uh, live sh- or live hangout Q and A's every Tuesday night, um, on, in the Facebook group. Uh, I no longer will be able to do those due to scheduling, uh, conflicts. So I will be coming up with some sort of alternative. Uh, until then, I will be just posting uh, updates about the show in the uh, Facebook group just to tie you guys over until I figure out what that alternative idea is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks again for listening to this whole episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday. Listen. Listen.